I thought I was going to do this in a servbot voice, but that would just be way too irritating, especially since I'm going to be asking you for support, which you can do by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. A couple of bucks a month makes a huge difference, and you get some cool stuff. So yeah, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, if only to thank me for not using a servbot voice. Cool. What are these sirens and flashing lights doing? Uh, oh, they're 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 blinking and and, and blaring. I think you. Well, no, Gary, could come with me to, to to the basement. Uh, uh, Gary, we got a problem. Yeah, just watch your step there. Uh, the network bigwigs are fucking riding my ass. We have to produce some numbers. All right, they just they don't uh, have confidence that we can follow up on Fallout. That was like a big deal for us, and they don't think we have it in us. Those guys will not stop breathing down our dicks. Like first with with abject suffering, they canceled that, and then I think those are the people who hired the people who scuttled the R zone zone zone. What? What? Assholes. Yeah, no, there was some evidence. There's a <sighs> necktie. The, uh, wait, how? We're walking a lot. Like, how deep does this basement go? No, mm, just just keep walking. Uh, oh, wait, here, here, take take this helmet. And yep, let me get that there. Yeah, there's a light on the front too. Wait, bats. Ah, yeah. There's only so much you can do about the bats, man. Uh, hey, hey, I, I kind of recognize this from the the drawings you sent. Is this? Are we going to the the what's it thing? The thing you sent me? Yeah, uh, we're we're okay. we're going to the break glass in case of emergency chamber. Oh man, no longer just for divorces and parent deaths. <laughs> this is serious. <laughs> I know, just these fucking bigwigs, right? So all the games. We've been wanting to play. We have our list. We have people suggesting stuff. And we're like, no, that's too popular. It's too beloved. We just can't. We can't use these all at once. Right. Uh, think yeah. like uh, like Chrono Trigger. Right. right? Like Baldur's Gate. Or Mar yeah. Mario 64. Right. Or like Symphony of the Night. Which, yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you gathered all of those up here. Yes. I've gathered up the games. I've gathered up all the supporting materials, any like tchotchkes, anything we would need for research. I've just put them in these pods to hold them in state. Kind of like a, a Lenin. That's that's real weird, Cole. Yeah, well, weird's the only way out. All right, Gary. Okay. <sighs> that's why. That's why I think our next game should be. We're gonna round the corner here. Well, wait a minute. Why is the glass cracked? That's weird. Ah, oh, this this is weird. What? Oh, it smells like biology class. Hmm? Oh, Gary, we're like we're miles down by this point. Uh, like, uh, there's bound to be some mustiness. So I'll uh, I'll have I'll have them bring a, a dehumidifier. Let's let's just crack this bad boy open, Gary, because it's time for us to cover. I think Mega Man Legends. Cool. There's something wrong with this pod. Like that that Mega Man suit has a raccoon in it. Oh, look at him. Yeah, that just means we got a new friend, right? It's just so charming. There's so much personality on this guy. There, there are bats down here. He's probably rabid. Well, and the, these controllers, I mean, they're all smashed to bits. This this analog stick sticks to the left. How are we going to get anywhere with this? Uh, you know, patience. Uh, we've we've overcome worse, I think, in our in our travels. So we just we I I assure you, we're going to work this out. All right, cool. These surfbots have glasses painted on. They're just minions now. They're despicable me minions. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, all we have to do is erase the stuff about jet fuel and, you know, yeah, conservative shit, right? If babies had guns, there wouldn't be abortions. What does that even mean? I, 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 let me ask my Aunt Linda. I, I don't uh, know. Um, man. But I mean, just no, no. We just all we gotta do, just a little fresh coat of paint. Like, look at him go. He's dancing. Uh, Remember, Miss Bomb. 
Oh, I don't remember. Let me move this trash. Wait, there's a door back here in the back of the pod. Where where's that go? Oh, to your basement. Why? Oh, I mean, they link up. I mean, it's cool that way, right? And so it went that they failed to find any common ground until they began what would be the last watch out for fireballs ever. Not really. We wouldn't claim a show was ending just for comedy, would we? Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is our retro games podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Mega Man Legends, which is an action RPG developed by Capcom Production Studio 2 and published by Capcom for the PlayStation in 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is the first Mega Man game to take place fully in 3D mm-hmm. as you kind of explore and run and jump and shoot in these kind of different environments around a small island. Yes, and this is also the first Mega Man game we've covered since the very first episode of the show. Yeah, and it was fitting for the last episode of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, you're you're, you're kind of running around, and uh, a lot of the time uh, that you're uh, spending in this game is kind of in these portal and gate ruins, right? This this island is just filled with this huge network of kind of these interconnected tunnels and chambers uh, that are at first presented as kind of individual dungeons, but slowly in a a Metroid-esque kind of way, it opens up and connects and becomes kind of like this big, massive thing for you to run through. On the back of the box, it says, uh, if you like tunnels, you will <laughs> like this game. Um, so combat uh, is either handled in kind of a, a proto, like not quite ocarina level lock on mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, or just kind of free form pointing and aiming as a turret. Yes. So you can either just kind of shoot in the general direction, um, you can lock on, which will lock on, or you can turn yourself into a turret and kind of aim around. Right, right. And a big bone of contention and what kind of keeps this from being really... A trombone of attention. (laughs) Contention. (laughs) Well, it's pronounced bone in the Japanese. Uh, Trombone of contention. Yeah. (laughs) Trone bone. Um, um, They... uh, um, Is uh, the controls, which this is... uh, This was designed without analog sticks in mind, and this is very much kind of a part of the weird awkward 32-bit first kind of attempts to make something in a 3d game so kind of most of what you're doing you it feels like Mega Man controls like a tank until you kind of get used to the idea of mixing and matching your turns and your uh, and and your strafing as it is but it never quite feels comfortable because the game comes mapped with turning on the shoulder buttons which is bonkers so change yeah. that like right away <laughs> You should definitely change that and change that to strafe. It's still like even once you've mastered it, mm-hmm. um, like it's such a short game that like it took, you know, like I, I spent like seven hours with it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I probably felt like I 
was really good at the controls at like hour four. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like, yeah, and even once you master it, it's still not some of the things still like not being able to move and aim at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of things like it still feels really stiff, which like it should be noted. Like this is Mega Man, you know, <laughs> like it is that's, that's not what Mega Man's about. Mega Man feels great. Um, but this Mega Man does, it kind of feels bad in your hands. Like eventually it gets better. Yes. Um, but it never, I think gets like excellent. The yeah. way that say like Mega Man X did, mm-hmm. you know, get going back to that that first uh, yeah. first episode. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 still figuring stuff out, and that is not like an objective defense of it, but like no. it it's a it, uh, it, it feels like they designed the controls in such a way to like for what you're going to be spending your time doing, which is moving around the space and kind of slowly exploring, as opposed to kind of the combat they 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 misguidedly put you into a lot of the time. Yeah, you end up spending a lot of time with that. Yeah. Um, you know, but the, the stuff that's not the combat is, is definitely the stronger stuff. And, yeah. and the control scheme is suited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, it leans into its strengths. It's just also a Mega Man game. Um, <laughs> it's a Mega Man Gaiden game. Yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, barely, it barely needs to be. And we'll talk, it, it, we'll talk about yeah. the uh, the charm and stuff. But Yeah. yeah. And, and just like how, why this is a Mega Man game at all. Yeah. yeah. Which I have no idea. <laughs> like, other than to like catfish people into it. The, um, <laughs> so the, um, the, uh, the ruins are full of money uh, that you can spend and also these parts that you can use to modify the attributes of your gun or turn into uh, kind of side weapons. Um, gone are getting weapons from bosses, mm-hmm. um, the defining feature of Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, you get them through this weird research and development uh, kind of side game. Yes. Um, and so this incentivizes really thoroughly exploring the spaces because, you know, it's not just a one to one thing. Every piece that you find doesn't turn into something. There's kind of like a mix and match. Once you have all of the all of the pieces, um, you know, any of which could be found in these dungeons or by doing side quests and stuff like that, you can take those back to roll and she will combine them into yeah. uh, into kind of new side weapons, which, um, you know, change the way you play to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to, yeah. And then and that's not totally true in all cases. Like sometimes it's just one thing will turn into another thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to kind of collect them all. Yeah. Um and uh, a lot of these items also play into um the uh, the upgrade system for your for your gun, which is really satisfying to my mind because you kind of have these different modules you can put into uh Mega Man's uh, blaster arm that uh, change the range or the power or stuff like that. And over the course of the of the game going from only being able to shoot like three bullets at a time that don't go very far to being able to shoot an endless stream that just completely blows through everything, everything in front of you is a very satisfying arc. Mm. Yeah. Um, these ruins will sometimes end with a boss battle. Uh, however, kind of large encounters are sometimes handled as missions yeah. uh, throughout the island. So you'll get a little title card that explains what the, the mission is. Yeah. Um, but this combat stuff, which like I'm like, you know, we're going to rag on a bit um, is, is not the strength of the game. It is not the, what it wants you to spend all of your time on mm-hmm. because what it, the, what this game is most interested in is this kind of hangout sim in this city of Catalox, which is this big open world uh, with lots of characters to talk to. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of dialogue and the characters will respond to events in the world um, with, with pretty serious frequency. Right. With kind of like they get updated frequently. Yeah. And so imagine me, uh, you know, back before this was actually a thing in games, especially 3D games, um, walking around in this city two years before Shenmue would come out. 
yeah. walking around in the city three years before like Grand Theft Auto would come out. And the the nature of the simulation is not nearly as as huge as that. And in fact, this is a little bit closer to like um, an RPG town plus like a little with, with like some adventure game elements because you can inspect everything and get like a little bit of flavor text. Mm-hmm. And this is not like hitting you with a bunch of lore. There's like a library you can go to, but it's a bunch of just like cute details about this city and the people who live there and like the nonsensical bureaucracy bureaucracy that they live with mm-hmm. you know like there's just so much to kind of like look at and kind of absorb as you kind of go through here and see the impact that your actions have on the city yeah yeah which i think is probably like you know i kind of came away from this not feeling like there's a lot to recommend it over things that feel better but this is the the thing that i feel like it does best Mm-hmm. Um, as far as success, I think that this kind of like city, city section and city, like I, I didn't spend you know as much time with it as I could, um, but I think that it's successful in that, and it mm-hmm. kind of traffics in that, especially when we get to the ending and everything. It kind of relies on you spending time forming these relationships and kind of getting to know this city because come some would say that the city itself is a character, and uh, <laughs> once you once you get to that point, like it wa- that's what the game wants, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're taking a game on its own terms, that's what Mega Man Legends is trying to get you to do, mm-hmm. and I think it's successful in that. Yeah, um, there are also kind of mechanical elements in town. Uh, there are merchants. Uh, specifically kind of one one merchant this junk shop that allows you to upgrade your armor and health and your reserve energy uh, mm-hmm. stores so kind of playing into that uh mega buster kind of upgrade thing um is this pretty satisfying power curve um <laughs> you get much more powerful by the end of the game than you were initially yeah like you <laughs> if you invest money in armor you will only take three or take one quarter of the damage that mm-hmm. uh the, the, that would that would otherwise be coming to you and of course like enemies scale with that like that's you know we've seen that kind of thing before so damage increases as well um but you outpace it right you know which um honestly feels a little bit like a uh, a way to kind of uh make up for the fact that you're going to get hit mm-hmm. you know it feels like a compensation to I mean, me like it doesn't feel optional like it feels like you couldn't because there's no way to like play this and not get hit you know it's not it's not like that's part of the game especially the kind of the end bosses i feel like mm-hmm. um so like you have to have this armor to to survive the tanking that you're going to do yeah because you're going to do so you're going to do a decent amount of tanking mm-hmm. um it still feels good yeah you know um yeah yeah especially when you when, when you forget uh for a while like man this feels really uh, like a very difficult area i wonder if i'm like you know just if i'm doing something wrong and you find out that new new weapons and new items have unlocked yeah. to you know to go back and then you know it really kind of like recontextualizes it for you mm-hmm. um in terms of at least the way that it feels um so this is a big open world um and backtracking is is pretty kind because you have pretty much instant access to fast travel uh by ringing up roll from her uh, spotter van using a walkie-talkie there are only a, a couple of areas that she can't come to so as long as you're above ground um you can kind of go wherever you need to go yeah yeah and it's it's a, it's a big open world but it's not unmanageably big right like i could draw a map of of the island, mm-hmm. you know, from memory from like my seven hours I, I spent with it this time. So it's not, uh, and I imagine as a kid, like this all kind of came rushing back, you know, because uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. it is, it is, you know, you have to get to know the island and it's pretty easy to do so, which is nice. Yeah. Um, this is something I didn't touch at all. So you're going to have to, you know, when we get into the game, you're going to have to talk about it. Um, yeah. It's, I, there's a morality system in this game. <laughs> 
yeah. Yeah. So this is super subtle. Um, <laughs> you can be a jerk in this game, and for kind of like a, a really kid friendly game, there are a lot. There are a lot of ways to 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 just really be an asshole, such as going up to an artist and she asks you, uh, "What do you think this painting needs?" You can either say uh, some red, you know, color red, or some talent. <laughs> yeah. just, there's a bunch of stuff like that where you can just be just just stone cold and you can kick garbage into uh into merchant shops and things like that and kick dogs and things like it's real it's real bad and as you do this stuff your armor gradually gets darker um up until like there's there's one particular thing that you can do uh that makes it as dark as it can be and uh um it, what what happens is uh people kind of get less friendly towards you and also the prices at shops go up and roll charges you more to upgrade your weapons okay. is there any advantage to it um sometimes so that one big thing that you do that score it gets you uh, basically enough enough money to halfway upgrade the most powerful um weapon in the game okay so like you can use that as like a if you're right at the end of the game and there's nothing else that you need to do that is a quick infusion of cash that you whether uh, that you otherwise would have had to grind for if you needed okay. to you know get, get get up uh you know get your stats up okay yeah um yeah the uh so the the game is voice acted but not fully voice acted because um, mm -hmm. there's so many characters in town and stuff so the major scenes um have voice acting from the characters which is like so, so I'm, I'm going from cole's notes and cole said they're good performances and i'm trying to like filter that through <laughs> what i because it's hard to call them good it's like that weird dub like kind of so bad they're good like it's, it's real goofy <laughs> It's hard to take anybody seriously. Mm -hmm. Everyone's very high-pitched and enthusiastic mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, I'm grading on a curve. I mean, remember what was, you know, coming out around this time, you know, just in terms of in terms of voiced games. Like, even, you know, Resident Evil 2, which came out shortly before this from the same studio, had yeah, really, really, like, like, inconsistent performance. And I think that this does a really good job of hitting that Saturday morning cartoon kind of feel. Um, yeah. You know, or even Gasp anime. <laughs> it definitely it definitely feels really anime -y. Yeah. it's like it's it's yeah when i say it's like i hesitate to call it good it's like it's not because i'm comparing it to you know mm -hmm. uh, a modern film or anything it's just kind of grating mm. you know and, and if like that's what they're going for like that's great but like everything is in a really really high register mm. um who who you talk to um specifically since this this game has a thousand like little cute robots and then cute like another cute baby robot <laughs> and lots of lots of cute robots that uh kind of squeak at you mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a visit from the Squeak Squad a little bit. Um, <laughs> for for the for the Squeak Squadness of it, though, it's it's you know yeah. it's successful. And if you think of it as a Saturday morning cartoon, like it's like a Saturday morning cartoon, it'd be like Thundercats if there were like twenty snarfs. <laughs> like there's lots of snarfs, you know. Yeah, it just uh, it just didn't bother me because most of the time the people talking were like Tron and Mega Man, and uh, yeah. especially like Teasel. Like I really think Teasel kind of blows the doors off of that performance. Mm. And again, in like a oh like. This this could totally be like a better version of Doctor Robotnik, you know. Mm. Again, totally looking at this as a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, and Teasel's not so high pitched as to be yeah. be obnoxious. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I guess like I just ended up talking to the, it's just the high pitched characters mm -hmm. that that I'm thinking of. But like Teasel does a good job. Yep. Like I think it does it does a pretty good job. I'm not going to nitpick every uh, positive <laughs> thing that you have in here. I just didn't, you know, I felt 
Like, it'd be weird if I just said, yeah, it has great performances. And then yeah, later yeah, in the no, episode, and, I was like, I think it's kind of annoying. And then would be like, why did no, you say I'm, it has great performances? I'm, de- I'm, definitely, I'm definitely not trying to put uh, words in your mouth here. It's just, yeah. I again, grading on a curve and for the era. And, like, even going back to it, I was, like, kind of like, the it's, it's weirdly less compressed than Metal Gear was. In terms of yeah. like the quality, like and even like the like the presentation stuff, like they do a really good job of framing stuff up and kind of conveying some stuff in the cinematics. The facial animation is facial animations is, are great. Is great yeah. because yeah, what they good. do, they again they lean into the kind of animation style of this, uh, you know, Saturday morning thing, and they have different face textures for different um, uh, for different expressions and things, and they kind of mix them around. So they're always making a face, or you know, their lip flaps are matching what it what it needs to. To be to kind of sell it yeah yeah the the actual the animation uh of speaking for characters and mm-hmm. the design of characters uh not creatures or monsters but the the main the principal cast i think is actually really great and has aged really well mm-hmm. um i think they look really really good yeah um yeah mm-hmm. it is uh so and the idea um kind of the selling point behind this game is it has a lot of personality um yeah. so it is uh it is going for charm Mm-hmm. And uh, the, some of the characters who started in this ended up kind of becoming breakout characters uh, in the form of the Bond family mm-hmm. and have uh, had spinoff games and have kind of become part of the mythology. Um, you can play as a, as a trombone in uh, Marvel in Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. I want to say like these characters have, have kind of had long, long legs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a there was a remake of this uh, for the Nintendo 64 that came out in 2001. Yeah, that's, yeah, which is uh, hopelessly outdated. Yeah. Um, by the time this, like, you know, there had been so much in the way of, of games, like other things that came out in 2001, this would just look ridiculous. And it's a really bad port, too. Yeah. It's like a super shitty draw distance, and, and everybody, you know, said to avoid that port. Yeah, it's, um, it's hilarious, too, because the draw distance in the main game is actually really good. Yeah. Like, techni- yeah. technically, this game holds together really well. Yeah. You know, the, so um, making this muddy and really bringing in the draw distance can you imagine controlling this game with an n64 controller i was just what i was thinking about whether it would actually be helpful to have an analog stick like when i i don't know um not the way that i control control this version (laughs) but i wonder i wonder if you if it would be easy enough to acclimate to just because having an analog stick would be helpful you know i should probably actually just like download that and try it just to see yeah just to see how it feels yeah Yeah. curious i mean you'd have to have a a nintendo 64 controller i suppose uh, like yeah to, to get the full experience because you know playing on an xbox controller like nintendo 64 controller is not very well emulated right on, on an xbox controller when i try to to remap mm-hmm. things i guess there's there's also a uh, pc port as well mm-hmm. um, that came out in 2001 um, do you know what that's based on is that based on this version or the nintendo 64 version no, didn't find any information on that i i kind of have to imagine it'd be the the, the playstation one yeah yeah, I mean, because the, like there there was a spate like there was a spate of those kind of PlayStation to PC ports happening mm-hmm. a little bit before that, but around that time, Final Fantasy Seven and yeah, yeah. Like um, we mentioned the uh, the spinoff game, the prequel, uh, the Misadventures of Tron Bon, uh, which is kind of this again really charming mini game collection that uh, came uh, came out um, on PlayStation, but also weirdly came out on PSN. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was but, it was available well before this was. Uh huh. Um, and, and it was really like, I remember it just being this, like everyone's, huh? You know, cause, cause <laughs> no one was like clamoring for it. People mm-hmm. like that game. It's mm-hmm. really rare. I want to say. Yes. Like um, when I see it at PRGE or, uh, you know, the last couple of years, I didn't check for it this time. It's usually in the three to $400 range for a yeah. sealed copy. 
So, I mean, people were just, but people were clamoring for Mega Man Legends mm-hmm. and Mega Man Legends too. Like, I, I think that people like the misadventures of, of Trombone, but like, it's not uh, as beloved. Right. Probably because I think that it wasn't, uh, didn't get like super wide release. No, no. They, they, I think they kind yeah. of uh, um, damned it by giving it a, a limited print run. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there's also a sequel. Uh, which came out on the PlayStation 2000 and is uh, darker and a little bit more serious, delving into the implications of the ending of this game. Yes. Um, and it is also so a lot of people have said that they get they you know controls better and is a little you know feels a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. um, which I I don't have experience with. No, because um, I, I, I yeah. For as much as I was a huge fan of this game um, and continued mm-hmm. to be, uh, I have not played this yet, and I've kind of got a I've kind of gotten itch to uh, at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But I'd love for it to, you know, just be available on an actual console. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I know it's available. I could buy it, but, you know, I have other things to spend my money on. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, kind of infamously here in the last uh, several years, Mega Man Legends 3 was announced for the 3DS, but it got canceled um, Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after Inafune uh, left Capcom. Um, and this left fans kind of very upset and usually see uh, some rumblings there. It's kind of, you know, about at the about at the level, but not quite at the pitch of the uh, of the like Mother 3 translation kind of thing. Like people really want to see this thing continue. The um, there's also a spiritual successor that Inafune was going to do called Red Ash mm-hmm. um, that did not end up making its funding goal. Right, uh, and that was due to this weird controversy because they it was going to be developed by this company that people didn't have any faith in, and then mm. they ran a bunch of like side kickstarters to do an anime tie-in, and then like do production on the anime tie-in and stuff. Mm-hmm. It it just felt like uh, an imperfect understanding of crowdfunding mm-hmm. um, kind of at work, and uh, yeah, it just it didn't get made. So there was a lot of love for this thing, but not quite enough <laughs> to make $800,000. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick before we get into the game, though, I'm gonna, like, let's uh, talk directly to people who are listening to this real quick. <laughs> um, so you, you've been listening to the show for a long time. We've been doing this for almost five years. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things I want to, like, I'm just throwing this out there, is that uh, of, like I'm probably going to say some mean things about this game. Uh, I also don't want anyone to think that, uh, so one, not saying anything about you. Your parents love <laughs> you very much. It's not your fault. Um <laughs> It's not about you. I also don't want anyone to think that like I don't have the ability to judge something within its time, um, because I do. Like I understand. Like there are things like like the camera, which I think is kind of unforgivably shitty in this game. I understand they were still working that out. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not like I don't not understand that. So just as a blanket statement, I know this is an artifact of its time, mm-hmm. um, and I know that it is really really well loved. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I do have a lot of problems with it. And yeah. I, w- I feel like I wouldn't be doing, you know, doing a show where the point is to play through a game and talk about it if I didn't say how I reacted to those things mm-hmm. in the interest of, like, you know, I don't know, like being kind to it because it needs to be defended because video games need champions for some reason, you know. And I'm uh, not defending this because I think it needs a champion. It does yeah, not no, need champions. No, I was, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't talking to you in that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm least worried about you, uh, <laughs> you know, getting, like, I understand, like, I, and this, I'm not calling, putting anybody specifically out on blast, but just, like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not my intention. But I do, like, I don't think this game is very good. <laughs> while I still kind of had fun with it, 
Yeah. So it's like the things that are good about it or that I thought were good about it, I'm happy to talk about. But the mm-hmm. things that are bad, like I'm still going to point out. Yeah. And on the other side of that, I had fun with it even this time. And I'm uh, that, that that is not strictly nostalgia. I think that there is stuff in here that is in line with things that I really value in games. And I was able to work over that hump in a similar way to like how I was able to work over how archaic like Fallout 2's combat felt to get mm. to the cool stuff in Fallout 2. You know, something something akin to that. Yeah. You yeah. know, so so that, that understand that I'm not just coming at this from a from a like, you know, squealing fanboy kind of perspective. Like, no, I did like playing this game was like a very relaxing and positive experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can I can see that. I don't think that you're you're being you would be disingenuous yeah. about it. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about the setup. All right. In a world let's, let's, covered by endless water. <laughs> no, I, I, I stepped on your impersonation to <laughs> to underline how this how mega like how little this has to do with Mega Man mythology. <laughs> how, like, like can we like just because there's no place in the notes for it? Like, uh-huh. why why do you think this is a Mega Man game? Hmm. Like, why why would you do this as a Mega Man game without trafficking in anything that Mega Man? has been or is about other than just the character design um i really think they wanted to tell a story about a robot going around and doing stuff (laughs) and the best thing that they had laying around was Mega Man. like it totally doesn't need to be you know and like you could like redesign it and mm -hmm. be it it could be anything Mm -hmm. but i also don't think that this being a Mega Man thing detracts from it at all to me like i don't i don't look at this and think man there are some wasted opportunities around you know around this or that like this took the place of an even better Mega Man game you know that could have been with its you know that 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 could have taken its place right i i i disagree i think it did like i I think because i would like as somebody who likes Mega Man, right like Mm -hmm. i'm a Mega Man series fan like i would like to see a 3d take on Mega Man. Mm -hmm. like this isn't that though like this is this is a 3d a separate 3d game that has Mega Man in the name but like a game that was kind of like a little bit uh denser with with action you know and was about this kind of uh you know switching this like complex rock paper scissors relationship between bosses and weaknesses Mm -hmm. and stuff like the things i like about Mega Man, i would like to see explored in a 3d game and because of Mega Man legends i won't Mm. you know like i feel like it is at like actively subtractive to that idea because this is the 3D Mega Man that we got. Well, it just I mean, doesn't all, have anything to do with Mega Man. We also got 3D Mega Man X games too. Like those, yeah. the, 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 those are a thing. They do, they, they, they do exist. I don't think that they were technologically up to up to making the kind of game that that that, that you would want, though. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. like we're we're what what we see is this slow slow walking around thing, and I think that they designed to the technology's strengths and knew that even if it did start out as a Mega Man project, it was going to be you know they didn't have the ability to give to 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 give us that at a level of quality so they decide to play a different game or make a different one and the mega man ness of it might possibly be a uh like like an artifact almost yeah of like know? uh what they were going to do before even mm-hmm. even something small like having uh you know like you could have very easily i feel like slotted in uh robots with specific powers into this mm-hmm. as bosses yeah you know or or getting upgrades from bosses like these things that are just like feel very core to the Mega Man idea to me mm-hmm. would not have been on a you would you would be able to do them with this technology set mm-hmm. that's what makes it feel like just a choice to eschew that stuff in favor of just making up a new thing and slapping a name on it yeah and that just that 
kind of rubs me the wrong way as somebody who likes that stuff mm-hmm. in Mega Man. Like it ended up being additive to the canon where like now all of this stuff exists in, mm-hmm. in Mega Man somehow. But I just say like, and this is something I felt like I don't have the same history you had with this. Like I played mm-hmm. it for, I never beat it when I was young, but I played this when I was younger. Um, but I remember thinking that even then, hmm. like just being like, why aren't, aren't I doing Mega Man shit? Like, why did I not get something like, who's this fucko I'm fighting? Like, why mm-hmm. isn't this like a, a, a personality or like, not even a personality, like a design. Like, mm-hmm. why isn't this something man who has kind of a cool gimmick to him mm-hmm. and gives me a thing that is related to that gimmick, yep. you know? Um, and it just, it seems like, like taking that and it's because of like wanting that applied to the cool things this game does, because like, there's a little bit in Mega Man games of like the, you take powers and use Metroidvania things mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you can, you have the, um, flame mammoth, so you can, uh, blow through gas tanks and, and Mega Man X. Like you can do a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but that would have been really cool in like a 3d open world, mm-hmm. like how, how boomerang man's power or what have you would be able to help you, you know, grab things off of high shelves. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's something that a step ladder can do as well. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I just, just for, you know, how step ladder man would, would, yeah. would come back to you no matter what. He's the most, your most loyal companion. Yeah. Step ladder yeah. man would let you, uh, reach up to higher spaces. Like seeing those two things interact would have been really cool yeah. and doesn't seem impossible or even that difficult with this engine to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so this is the, this is the game we got. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like I, I kind of have to think that, it, you know, uh, if they, if they took the effort to make this guy, the main character and to kind of take the take this particular series where they, where they took it into to, you know, kind of like get those ties and to make it additive there. I kind of think that they wanted to make something that was quainter and to kind of like divorce themselves from that. So they wouldn't be held to those comparisons if they tried and failed. Yeah, you know, maybe. I'm, I, you know, like I'm, I'm armchair psychoanalyzing them, you know, but I think that I don't know, like if they, if they tried and if they tried and failed, like there would have, there would have been much more of a backlash against it than if they, you know, did something different and just, you know, kind of yeah. like, yeah, something different that and that was within their means to execute on. You put the the guide name on something to lower expectations, kinda, you know, you yeah, know. and though, and then we see that in other series as well, yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like it, yeah. it just, it, it doesn't, it's not a major sticking point. Mm-hmm. Like we got the game that we got and I did, you know, there, the game that we got is not without joy or without charm. It's like I had zero fun with it. Like it's, I'm glad it exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was something where like, I just, it's kind of perplexing to me yeah. as a thing. Yeah. I'm a Mega Man fan too. I mean, that's, that's why I got into it. I, I was looking forward to this game for so long before it came mm. out. This was before, you know, right around the time games started getting release dates, but it just showed up when it showed up. And kind of like with Pokemon Snap, I would just call the Babbages every day yeah. to see if it was in because I, you know, didn't trust them to, to, to put the automated call through and my reserve copy came in. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, because of the Mega Man mess and because of the, the screens and, you know, because what's here, you know, is so cool to my sensibilities and it was even back then, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't really mind it, but you're right. They, they totally could have leaned into it more. I just, I don't know if they could have executed on it and maybe that's just me lowering my expectations. I don't know. I think, I think if they had leaned into some of the aspects, they wouldn't even have to get rid of the, you know, the added part. Like, I'm not saying there shouldn't be a town or there mm-hmm. shouldn't be these charming things, you mm-hmm. know, that are in there that are, or RPG elements, mm-hmm. like just something, a little bit, something that made me, you know, they gave it a reason to be a Mega Man game mm-hmm. for me. I don't know. Other than just the guys wearing blue armor, mm-hmm. which is really, that's, that's really the thing. <laughs> that, that's it. 
Oh, he's also yeah. called Mega Man. He's a he's a fifteen well, he's, year old boy called Mega Man. He's called he's called Mega uh, Mega Man uh, Volnut. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like he's got a last name now. Mega Man is just his first name. <laughs> it's like how uh, people can be named Smith. Mm-hmm. Like as their first name. Like this is Smith Smith Johnson. <laughs> he's Mega Man Volnut. Like it doesn't even. You know, it's unrelated. Roll is the only actual character from the you know comes across without uh, having some kind of weird change. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, tell it's 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 weird too because Capcom does this. Like uh this this feels like uh this feels like uh, the the Breath of Fire team came in and decided to make <laughs> decided to give the Breath of Fire sequel treatment to uh mm. to to Mega Man a little bit. Like, oh, there's always a man, there's always a lighthouse, there's always a Ryu, there's always a Nina. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I'll uh yeah, I'll I'll take us in with uh with the setup. Yeah, give us the plot. Uh, I will not step on your impersonation this time. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> In a world covered by endless water. Um, no, so uh, the world is covered by water uh, from some long ago apocalypse, and the humanity is relegated to living on these islands and, uh, you know, kind of sticking to the surface, right? And society depends on these people called diggers, these tomb raiders, if you will, who explore these ancient ruins and bring back technology and crystals, uh, which are called refractors, that kind of power the world. Yes, and Mega Man <laughs> Volnut is, uh, is traveling <laughs> with his friends Roll, Barrel, and Data on a ship uh, called the Flutter. Um, and after a dig goes wrong, they crash into an island called Catalox, which is under siege by a quirky pirate family, the Bonds or Bones. I'm going to say Bond probably because that's yeah, how it's Bond, spelled. Yeah, Bond. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more going on here uh, in a last. Act twist, uh, <laughs> literally Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, it is ridiculous. Um, and there are uh, Reaver bots mm-hmm. that guard these ruins, um, which are becoming more active and more aggressive. Yeah, these are the kind of the centuries that were left behind by this uh, defunct civilization. Um, yeah, so uh, you start out with the tutorial before you actually open up mm-hmm. um this kind of opening dungeon that's kind of like a day in the lifestyle dig there <laughs> right and uh it's a day in the life except roll is telling you everything you need to mega do man, mega man <laughs> mega man stop what you're doing <laughs> you there's a part where she literally like tells you like not you're, you go to a door and she's like turn right and then you don't turn right and she's like i said to turn right and you go to the end and there's nothing there <laughs> there's, she's not warning you and then another time she's warning you and there's just like two monsters it's not a big deal but mm-hmm. like this I'm really glad they chill the fuck out with that because <laughs> you know? I, I it's exactly the kind of detail that I could have seen when I was young and just not noticed before uh-huh. I was too sensitive to that. And when I was doing this dungeon, I was like, oh no, like there's gonna be seven <laughs> hours of this. I had to do this. Uh, I had to do this two times um, mm. because. Uh, uh, well, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's 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 a PSA before you start a game on your PS3. Um, always make sure that, uh, specifically a PS1 Classic, make sure that you have an empty memory card ready and loaded up because you cannot create a new one for within the, from within the, uh, within the game. So I get through this and then find out that I can't save. So I'm like, well, fuck. And I, I have I to restart. I more time than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that is, uh, I had ended up doing it twice too. And yeah. luckily I knew by then that the role would shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like... <laughs> us being cranky is not just uh, by virtue of the fact that we both had to do it twice. It really is. Like it is, it is the worst kind of tutorial in, in that it stops you every time she speaks. Yeah. 
and uh, um, you can skip the text, but it still just kind of makes this very tiny dungeon. It's like a couple of hallways with some very simple, like, shoot the generator so the force field goes down kind of things. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, feel much, much longer than it needs to. Yeah. And it is, and it's, it has to like rolls voice. Like when you're talking about the compression on the audio, when you're in dungeons, they put kind of a filter on it mm-hmm. to emulate uh, like distance or radio or something like that. So it's <laughs> kind of unpleasant. Yep. <laughs> um, I found in dungeons and just, they kept popping up and like, you're literally running forward and you just stop to listen. Um, <laughs> as you do this kind of tutorial, um, where you see these, these reaver bots, um, and fight them. Um, so I mean, probably not the, like the best part to t- time to talk about the combat stuff, but it does give you like a, you know, little kind of, cause it's not, there's nothing to it really at this point. Mm-hmm. You just lock on and shoot. Yeah. Um, and you know, just tap, tap, tap. Um, this was where I first kind of got frustrated with the controls and the kind of the part in which it happened, it's kind of weird is trying to collect crystals. Oh yeah. That is, enemies. that's excruciating. It like, really is. It's so bad. Um, just because so like you have to like strafe through them. It feels like most of the time, like they have tiny hitboxes. I, I couldn't believe it. Like just, yeah. uh, that, that they wouldn't just suck yeah, into they, you there's a there's like a, a, an arm attachment that you can get but that takes the place of every of, of everything else that can yeah. help you in combat <laughs> yeah you can choose yeah you can choose a weapon or just to have this function that the game should have had <laughs> um like you end up like having to like strafe through them because they have these tiny 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 hitboxes and then like i was like oh man like if i have to grind in this game this is gonna be annoying but then it opens up by starting like we start finding tens of thousands of dollars in the walls mm-hmm. like the the treasure uh, distribution in this game is really strange. Yeah, um, it feels like the way you make money. It feels incredibly deliberately paced. They're like, okay, we know that after this dungeon, you're going to want to buy X, Y, and Z. So we'll give you like ninety percent of that in treasure drops in the dungeon that you cleared to unlock those things. It's uh, it's very rarely in treasure drops, like in boxes. It's mm-hmm. almost always in holes in the wall. Yep. <laughs> So like, and the the amount felt random. Like sometimes it'd be like, oh here's nine thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh here's sixty dollars. It was like it wasn't. It's not scaled loot. <laughs> like it. Yeah, it doesn't it's, feel. Yeah. It's not scaled, and there's no correspondence for location with the amount. Mm-hmm. It feels random. Like it doesn't feel like this area was hard to get to, so I got a greater reward for it. Mm-hmm. It was this area is hard to get for. I got sixty gold. This area is just the intro hallway, and you get nine thousand. <laughs> you know, so it just feels arbitrary. Yeah, to me. Um, yeah, I always ended up with enough money. Like I didn't end up upgrading everything. Like mm-hmm. I never gr- grinded in this game and that's to his credit. Yeah. Um, and I always had enough money. Mm-hmm. So just from checking holes and walls, but it just felt really very strange mm-hmm. to get most of my wealth from walls and to have <laughs> it just be who knows, like if I get a, go to a wall, who knows what it's going to give me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You also find like those upgrade items and, you know, the side quest items yeah. in there too. Like yeah. always. And it's a weird. A lot of those are in chest, but sometimes they're in walls. It's, it's weird too, because like the, the, the wall holes just look like a texture. Yeah. And I've, I'd forgotten that stuff was hidden in there. I was like, oh, I wonder if I, if I examined that because I'd been playing uh, Shadow Tower um, at mm-hmm. that point. Like you have to, again, be a wall Roomba. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yes, totally. Those are, the, those are treasure chests in their way. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you're right. Like you really feel it if you're trying to pick up all of those glowing little uh, crystals. But to its credit, most of the money the money that you get, you don't have to uh, do that for. You just yeah. I just I gave up on it, and I was like, I'm just going to run through what feels like the bulk of this, and I'm going to be on my way. Yeah, or just aim for life. Yep. You know, which I, I had a couple frustrating moments in boss fights where I couldn't like get my character to line up with a life refill. Mm-hmm. You know that that kind of resulted in me dying. 
uh, due to that. But it wasn't. Uh, it didn't happen with frequency enough to be damning. Right. So. Yeah, but uh, you're fighting these Reaver bots, and a lot of them kind of share a similar kind of like design ethic. It sounds like you're kind of down on the Reaver bots. I think that they look kind of cool and alien, kind of like with uh, their one eye and the different kind of like lines and materials that they have. I mean, there's only like six of them, Mm -hmm. and I think they look really generic. Mm -hmm. They look like if I were forced to construct a robot out of polygons, Mm -hmm. like big flat, like just put together a a set of uh, squares and triangles, like I would just make these. So I, I feel like they don't have, I feel like that's another thing, like just a Mega Man thing. Like the enemies have all this personality. Like, oh, why is this a weird robot owl? This is great. Um, <laughs> these just feel like robots to me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so those Reaver bots eventually give way to a gigantic Reaver bot, this uh, kind of guardian of the uh, of the area. Um, and this is the thing that woke up when you picked up the refractor um, and you kind of Indiana Jones it through those doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the club Reaver bot. Uh, which is the, not that place they close down on third. No, and not the card that gets you ten percent off of Reaver bots. Yes. Um, but uh, but no, like this big uh, Reaver bot with these huge bludgeon arms, and this uh, introduces you to one of the uh, most powerful strategies in this game, which is the circle strafing. And I again, I and I, I swear, Cole, like this this is going to get annoying to you, and and we have to survive this. Our friendship has to survive this episode yeah. because every time you say something good, I'm not going out of my way to say that it's actually. I, bad. I know, I'm I know, not and trying I know, to do that. I know you're not I, undercutting me, and when I say I, something positive after something you say, I'm not trying to get the last word. Okay, Eventually, good. we're in the interest of ending the show sometime. Not yeah, we'll for good. Have to not for good. Yeah. To each other. Well, yeah. no. Also, we're we're just going to have to be like, yes, we we know that this is going to be bad, and this is, yeah. Gary's going to think this is going to be bad. Cole's going to be good. Or the, yeah, we, think, yeah. Yeah, we can just we can just say the thing and then mm-hmm. each say what we think about it. Because yeah. I I think that like the because it's it's the, it's it's not the like a potent strategy. It's the only strategy. Oh, wow. it's the only thing you have to do. I never not just circle strafe things except for one boss. Well, except where you can't like when you're doing escort missions, mm-hmm. um, or the one boss where you have to jump up on his back. Hmm. Like it's literally just how I that's how I beat the end boss. How I beat the, both forms of the end boss. That's how I beat every boss that was in our room. Was See, circle strafing and and shooting in their general direction. Did you end up using a lot of uh, sidearms? I used some. Yeah, not a whole lot though. I used the, I ended up using the homing missile when I got mm-hmm. that quite a bit. Yeah, um, yeah. that that th- that ended up uh, changing the the like the strategy. Like I I tried to avoid circle strafing because it felt so like catch all. And so mm-hmm. some of the some of those some of those sidearms they're 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 equally as powerful as just your main cannon right mm-hmm. like and 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 doing this but they force you to post up or they force you to manage the distance you know in a little bit of a, of a different way circle like, strafing is is effective in pretty much every situation but you can bring a little bit more kind of like variety and art to it I well it was it wasn't I wasn't circle strafing purely to be offensive I was doing it because getting hit and like I was trying to avoid getting hit mm-hmm. and and you don't have tons of defensive kind of vocabulary in this game like you have like a, a side roll like a, a, a real a very festive cartwheel uh <laughs> that you can do that does work but it's i found it fitly like when it would work mm-hmm. um depending on what like combination of inputs i had and in. so like if i was locked on versus if i if you hit just uh, a little bit up like it's like you had to hit perfectly left and right mm. um to do the the uh cartwheel and if i hit a little bit up like a little bit degree off it wouldn't fire hmm. and it just became not worth the risk um you know to just not be always moving wow i did so not have me, that problem <laughs> it was a real yeah it was a real defensive thing for me hmm. um it depends because like, i mean i guess if you're posted up more you're more likely to 
you know, to be on that kind of flat plane, it's easier to move in 90 degrees, mm-hmm. you know? So if you're stopping to use the the super weapons, I can see that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just, I ended up having it not fire as consistently as I wanted it to. Hmm. Um, so it, I ended up using it really effectively in one boss that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, like I just, I didn't want to stop moving. A lot of times people shoot uh, sets of three bullets at you three to five mm-hmm. and if you get hit by one you get hit by all of them yeah. and then you get knocked down so the consequence for getting hit is high hmm. um so i tried not to get hit right here yeah um which like, it wouldn't be Mega Man without like a unreasonable knockback luckily there's no there's no pits <laughs> yep and also um, there's uh there's an item you can get that uh defrays that sure. <laughs> weirdly enough the item that makes you more like Mega Man defrays that thing that is a signature Mega Man. Super Mega Man yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but this boss is super simple uh he just does melee um and you can you know get him to chase you around but you know he's not dead you know in this, yeah. in this classic indiana jones kind of opening you get outside and you're waiting but then he backs you to the ledge and then like oh no we fall uh but the ship's there we're good yep. and people and then... land on ships all the time <laughs> yep um but yeah, unfortunately, you end up, you, you kind of, the next thing we're going to the city, you crash land on the city because you've taken some damage mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, you're, yeah. You, you've been pushing, you've been pushing the flutter too hard, like yes. Gr- uh, Gramps uh, barrel, barrel casket, which is yes. funny. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. uh, what Walter White uses? Um, yeah. <laughs> can't keep it going so you so you crash land after mega man's creepy wink at roll that lasts mm. a little bit too long i'm yeah. not comfortable with mega man and roll's relationship gary i don't even, i don't even know what they are I don't, like, they <laughs> they're aren't. not they're, they're not brother and sister but they're brother and sister-esque well i think in in proper mega man they're both created by oh by dr. dr light Bro- yeah yeah dr light so like they kind of are brother and sister mm-hmm. in this godforsaken guidance game though they probably fuck like crazy <laughs> so this, this is what happens when you leave the continuity. Don't leave your papa, call. <laughs> You're gonna get Man and Roll doing it because there's room in this universe for it, man. Well, do whatever they want. Well, she's human and he is not. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's fully functional. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, the authorities come from Catalogs, uh, and again, another thing I love in this game is the uh, is the bureaucracy, the bureaucracy of the city, um, and uh, just how much red tape there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go through, but you have to go through uh, kind of immigration and naturalization. Um, and uh, yeah, you make your run up through this uh, nice, serene used little to be wood. Mega Man Volnanovich. Uh, <laughs> uh, you changed your name at Cold Island. When you came over on the sky boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you... Uh... <laughs> Outside the gates, there's a there are these little Lego men who are parked illegally, um, yes. which is which is funny. A little bit of foreshadowing, and you get to kind of explore this shopping arcade uh, where you find your first mission, the junk shop lady, because that's you know you're going there to look for parts. She is distressed because her husband uh, is trapped in a gate outside of town. Yeah, and you get to, you're introduced to kind of you can kind of walk around this mall and hear the mall music, which is really iconic and, mm-hmm. and relaxing and good. Um, and then the, uh, generally I like the music in this game. Oh there, yeah. There's an unqualified positive thing I'll say about it. The dungeon Where's movie me? music is really creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the final dungeon has great music. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this, uh, this shopping mall music is, is charming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I love going into these stores. Like this was a bit of a revelation for me because I'd never really played that many adventure games at this point. So mm-hmm. the idea that you could click on something and get text that described what it was mm-hmm. and had a little bit of the character to it was still kind of novel to me, you know, in 1998 when I was 
fucking 11 years old. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had just a lot of fond memories here of going back and like going and listening to all the music in the store and reading mm-hmm. the, the, the nudie mags on the shelf and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause Mega Man Volnut is a porn hound. Yeah. No, Mega Man Volnut got a bust a nut. Yeah, Bustin makes him feel good. Mega Bustin <laughs> makes him feel good. Uh, <laughs> but as Buster arms make proper, him feel good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to regular Mega Man, who is a chased angel. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so, so you head out to this Portal 1, um, and, and I guess just to get it out of the way, uh, here's where I'll complain about how dungeons look, mm-hmm. um, which is ugly. Hmm. And just like endless tunnels that have really ugly textures on the walls. And yeah, that's it. I don't I there's I can think of like two set pieces or something like that mm-hmm. in all of the dungeons of this game. And there are a couple of different like biomes too. They're, like it just ends up being like a different wall texture though. Mm-hmm. Like there's not there's like sometimes a different monster but oftentimes not. And then like so we the when they get later when they get maze like mm-hmm. this is a this is a big problem. And and what was the game we were just uh just talking about it was like abject suffering um we're like oh we were, we were talking about omicron mm-hmm. like if navigation is important you need to make your mazes and dungeons distinct like they have to have features mm-hmm. like i need to be able to think like turn left at the waterfall and turn right at the well mm-hmm. um and these dungeons have none of that huh like there's so much of it there just hallways connecting to big empty rooms hmm. uh yeah so i i really wanted there to be more detail to these also they, i mean there's no sense of place like they're just combat hallways mm-hmm. Like I, I hate the dungeons in this game. Yeah, it's like, it's it, it. I see them as a missed opportunity for the like. It's it's a bunch of empty space they could have put cool stuff in, but they anything. but they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't even have to be like cool shit. Like just something that lets me tell this room from that room. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and so this is weird because normally I have problems with this. Normally I have problems navigating, but there's something I think about the camera or something about the way that the map presents. I'm not sure what. You know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that the map is always presented as uh, abs- like north is always north. Mm-hmm. So like I can I can orient myself that way. And I always joke about how I can't navigate 3D space, but I had you know between between the tank control and the fact that the camera is kind of always pinned behind you and the, the the map presentation i never got disoriented and so this was never really a problem i kind of breezed through all the boring stuff yeah i just i i, I didn't so <laughs> like i would end up backtracking and then if you go through a door enemies respawn um so you end up having to fight them again and i found like the dungeons uniformly a slog <laughs> like i i did not have fun in one dungeon in this game <laughs> like one fun in one dungeon <laughs> Uh, one unit i just say it was i thought they were really boring to navigate and there was nothing cool to look at and the enemies weren't that fun to fight mm-hmm. which is how you spend a lot of the game like i understand that's not what the game wants you to spend all your time on and the other stuff i thought was much more successful well but it's like, definitely where they like where they send you <laughs> yeah like you're constantly going like to, to the dungeons kind of over and over and like when anytime i was in the tunnels i was pretty bummed out mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah and it's it's also this is where like the super super clippy camera became a thing like it hmm. just looks weirdly broken if you're if you walk next to a, a wall it's very easy to get your camera behind the wall um and just see everything like clip through like look around corners look into rooms that you haven't gotten to like it's really clippy and busted hmm. um and that shows up a lot more in the dungeons than it does in in real life um, <laughs> in, in the overworld yeah i thought so like the the camera just being this kind of like you know, like the fixed distance and stuff didn't actually bother me. The fact that it just like every, it can clip through everything. Hmm. Um, 
it usually is like a technical thing that's not going to bug me, but because I spent so much time just kind of like wandering around dungeons, and when I say so much time, like I told you, my playtime is seven hours, so yeah. it's not like you know I'm still trapped in, in dungeon three <laughs> help. or whatever. Send help. Uh, you know, it's not like that. Like I'm not an idiot. It's just I spent more time, long enough to get frustrated, mm-hmm. um, wandering around these these samey hallways. Yeah. There are only a couple of, you know, kind of interesting things that stick out about the experience of this first run. You know, you find the the shopkeeper and it doesn't even matter if you've cleared the way. He yeah, just like just makes a break for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and you can go uh, deeper and this ends up being a little bit dangerous. Like I, I was not ready to fight the stuff that was down here, specifically yeah. the, the, the fireball throwing lanky bots, but it's worth it. It's worth going further, further than you need to, to get some, you know, your kind of your first upgrade materials or your first, yeah. uh, your first modules. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other kind of feature that kind of hints at, um, what these dungeons will eventually do, um, is that there are places that you cannot get to yeah, uh, from, fr- fr- from, from this entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, a ledge that you can't jump to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a, is it, you don't get run into your first wall. You can drill through here, right? No, no, not this yeah. one. Um, yeah, there's a, there, there's like an area with like a, um, fenced off platform at the top. It's like yes. a, like a walkway. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a nice little hint mm-hmm. that you're going to be coming back here later. Yeah. But your reward for sending this husband back is uh, some weapon parts um, that introduce you to the uh, to the weapon crafting. Uh, turns into a mine thrower, which is a real dumb weapon. I never really yeah. uh, managed to use that. Most of the time, I would press triangle by mistake and then run straight forward into my mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't leave mines behind you for some reason yeah. in this game. Um, um yeah. and I can see that. Like, oh, if, if somebody is running toward you, you would lay these down and then back towards the camera. You back up so slow though. Yeah. You can't you can't run backwards. Um if you're locked on. Oh, you can if you're locked on. Um right. yeah. Or no, you can't if you're locked on. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Um the the that that's a bit of a stinker of a weapon, but it's the one you got. Um, and then, uh, they also give you some parts for this broken down van that kind of turns into your mobile base. Yes. Um, yeah. So Mm -hmm. the, uh, eventually now you got your next level of card. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's a a cop with a stereotypical gay accent, uh, who gives you a citizen card Mm -hmm. and, uh, says, Hey, we're being attacked by pirates. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the Island. Please evacuate. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, and this kind of, uh, is a nice, like diegetic kind of explanation for why things are so empty, Mm -hmm. even though that's one of the more powerful kind of expressions of, of your works having impact is that the Mm -hmm. city becomes more vibrant Mm -hmm. as you begin fighting kind of back, Mm -hmm. you know, fighting back against these pirates. And I, I thought that was a nice touch. Yes. Yeah. Um, this game has kind of a built in, uh, what do I do now, Mm -hmm. uh, function, which I was really thankful for. Um, which is uh, your little monkey sidekick data mm-hmm. um, who you can just straight up say, what do I, what should I do? And he just tells you what to do next to advance the story. Um, <laughs> there, there's uh, there's some funny stuff in there too. Um, just uh, as he gives you context, uh, context sensitive stuff, eventually it can be like, why can I not beat these people? And he gives you money mm-hmm. to go upgrade your stuff. Oh, I, I didn't like, have that pop up. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then roll will tell you too, because she's worried about Narsh. <laughs> aka grandpa because again there's several parts where it's like i'm worried about grandpa go have him tell you what to do grandpa wandered off again yeah you have to go, go get cranky old grandpa with the, the, the weird uh like metal your solid five horn stuck in his head or whatever he's got <laughs> no he's got on. like a like a like a cousin eddie metal plate yeah <laughs> like half of his yeah. skull is uh is metal yeah <laughs> so you had to, to city hall
Um, as you enter into the main town uh, from the shopping arcade, it opens up into the downtown area. There's a little bit of a sneaking tutorial that never pops up again. It just yeah, teaches how, you that you can walk. Yeah, how weird is that? Yep. You, yeah, I was, I, <laughs> I was half expecting when I read that in the notes because I'd forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. For me to be like, for you to answer all of my complaints about the game from here on out with being like, why didn't you sneak up on them? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I forgot that you could do that. It still would have been the game's fault for poorly communicating it. It is, it is a really weird, it's yeah. very strange. It's just, you hold down a button and he does this little saunter. It's yeah. it's really it's a really cute, like funny animation. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're talking about this uh, this girl who is obviously with the pirates and here looking for treasure. And this is your first uh, kind of encounter with Tron as she's talking to these serve bots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, Tron is a lady mm -hmm. with kind of uh, big hair <laughs> and likes these little Lego men that uh, <laughs> we we learn about, which are cute, sentient. Uh, little disposable creatures mm -hmm. um, that are kind of like um, they're used, I mean, especially in Marvel vs. Capcom, the way they animate and stuff is like Pikmin. Mm -hmm. They're kind of on the title menu, too. Like, they remind me of Pikmin yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, little tiny guys who lift things. <laughs> yep, and yep. Uh, they're they're very plucky, they're very loyal, but they're also uh, very fearful of, yes. uh, of of their master, and that that's a huge deal in uh, the misadventures of Tron Bond. Oh yeah, well, well, yes. they, they, they don't care if the city burns to the ground. Like, <laughs> nope. But they're uh, but they're childlike and they're evil. Yeah. Yes, um. the, the affection for the bad guys is a weird thing in this game. Like, I like it. I like mm -hmm. that they're just goofballs and they're not really a threat. Mm -hmm. um, but the part, the big thing when you like get sorry for them out of nowhere, and I was like, mm -hmm. well, they they collapse several buildings that were presumably populated. Like, <laughs> yep. these are these are definitely bad guys. Mm -hmm. They're really bad guys. They're bad guys, Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. Like. Mega Man, Mega Man, they're bad guys. But, yeah, there we go. He can only hear you at that frequency. It's yeah, like a dog. Yeah, <laughs> but Mega Man falls in love with them, like as as people mm -hmm. in this weird way. Yeah, I mean, with these terrorists. Yeah, and definitely um, terrorists. <laughs> this has this has one of my favorite lines in the game. Uh, as uh, Tron's like, and what do I always say? And then they trade yeah. this line off. You've got to keep your costs and risks as low as possible and stay on schedule. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> And then you promptly get hit by a car. Yeah, you go downtown and there are cars driving around. Where are these guys going? Um, <laughs> they're not evacuating. No, they, they're like... the people who die when the buildings collapse. <laughs> no, they're the people who uh, carry the glass and the watermelons around from Wayne's World 2. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, so you jump over cars and you can mess around with cars. <laughs> you're, you're fucking around here, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, so, so you head to meet the mayor, uh, Amelia, who uh, is super sexy voiced and <laughs> looks like the Lady Turk. To me a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Elena or whatever yeah. name is. Yeah. Yeah, Elena from the Turks. Yeah. Um, she lets you know they're evacuating the town. <laughs> she she um, sounds like Slime Princess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to... she's gonna Because Mega Man Volnut's a goddamn whoredun. <laughs> like, he can't get his dick in his pants fast enough. Like, it is so... Uh, and some panties covered by endless water. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> this is a nightmare. Yep. This the elemental flood of, like, moisture. <laughs> hey, how weird is it there's not a, a word for that? Like, that substance. Am I imagining that? Is that true? Like, there's not a word for that, right? I mean, I can, there, there, there are lots of crass euphemisms. I'm sure, I'm, I'm positive there is a scientific name for that. It just seems like I would have learned about it in, like, sex ed class. Yeah. The name for the dollop, but I never, like... <laughs> <The dollop. laughs> Jesus, don't... 
<laughs> like you say dollop and that I, I feel like that fundamentally mischaracterizes the consistency of the of the element in question <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably right like the, uh the, the i don't know the the, the moon mist like what's <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's say let's say moon mist because that's also a thing yeah. of flavor. Yeah, the, the, the moon mist. I just think like I feel like I should know the proper name for that stuff. Because um, then you could say in a land of the endless supply of or covered with, and then like moon yeah. mist. <laughs> yep. Um, there uh, we go. Oh man. Mist. Mm. Fuck mist. Uh, I said fem mist. But uh, okay. Fuck mist. Fuck mist also works. Um, What's happening, Gary? I I don't know. I, <laughs> And I'm I, I can't get this idea of Mega Man Volnut being the horn dog like bad boy compared to Mega Man regular. And it's like <laughs> Mega it's, Man Prime. Yeah. Mega Mega Man Classic. And it's just <laughs> I know, there's subtext cool. Um so, so uh, after you leave, you know, so they're evacuating the town, they send you back out. Um and this dog, uh oh God, what's the name? Parouette pa- Paprika. Yeah, there um, the, the dog uh, is menacing Tron, who's <laughs> on a uh, pole. This I ended up finding annoying because you have to talk to Tron first before you talk to the dog. Yeah, this is really poorly flagged. Yeah, like, you, and I talked to Tron, and I was like, what do I do? Why do I talk to the dog? And <laughs> Tron, what's wrong? There's a fucking dog there. Yeah, no, I know, but what do I do about it? And then, or if you just go up, but you also have to talk to Tron. So if mm-hmm. you just go up and talk to the dog to get the dog to leave, nothing happens either. Um, cause this is part of the long stretch of the game I had to do twice. Mm-hmm. Um, not long, but like oh, probably fuck, about an hour really? and a half. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I lost a, lost a lot of progress. Um, so you walk up to the dog and the, uh, I mean, the second time is much quicker cause I mm-hmm. skipped through everything. Yeah. Um, you talk to the dog and it does like a Bethesda style, like the dogs get centered in your camera <laughs> yeah. and then it just runs away. <laughs> That's the dog. Um, <laughs> because he knows what you do to women. Exactly. Yeah. Make, yeah, make them swoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, it senses the evil in your heart. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, when you go, when you go into downtown, turns out this, uh, this, the, this, uh, girl that you rescued is the person who is, uh, going to ruin the town and gets you into one of the first big missions that you do, uh, kind of clearing the city streets of these bloom bear mechs. Yes. Um, so there's three of them. They're three different colors, and they each have three different capabilities. Um, one's fast, one has high defense, and the other one, is it more aggressive? Has high attack. Like, yeah, high it attack. does more damage. Um, and they just kind of start running around. Mm-hmm. Like, after you fight them a little bit, they just start moving through the city. So it kind of becomes like a it's a like... test to, like, aim. Like, they, they never stop moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets, it's kind of frustrating. Like, I found the, this kind of, like, you can chase them, but then they will shoot you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I couldn't, you can't do your... Uh, cartwheel while moving forward mm-hmm. like there's no dodge roll forward right there's just a dodge roll side to side so like you can't maintain keep distance with them while still being defensive mm-hmm. um so this ended up taking me a couple of tries like mm. and ended up being pretty frustrating to me yeah um i guess if you luck out and get the key early is it random which one has the key it's random and they pass okay. them back and forth too so part, okay. part, part of it is uh like just watching them from a distance and minimizing the fighting that you have to do because when they when they encounter each other the one with the key will always throw it to a to, mm. to, to the one that they run into yeah and so Even, if you can follow it then you only have to kill one as opposed to you know the process of elimination yeah like even the one that the the ones that don't have the higher hit points still take quite a lot of hits mm. uh to kill um, at this point, I guess this would be a good place for the mines mm-hmm. if you're using the mine thrower since they move on set paths. But it, it just didn't really work for me. I tried that yeah, I too. Just forgot like that the, I like had the, it. the thought, like the thought, of, the thought for it uh, occurred to me. But they just, it, I don't even they, they worked on set paths. They didn't set them off. Yeah. 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 
Anywho, you, anyway. you kill these robots. <laughs> and Tron, you know, she is disappointed and she says, whenever I think about them, I get this funny feeling. Well, that's what Mega Man Volnut does. Yeah. The that, stock and trade. Yeah. <laughs> you're in plot love with Mega Man Volnut. <laughs> There's an amazing song here. Like in this uh, kind of showdown with her, as she uh, is is uh, kind of like yelling at you and offering like, "Hey, come join us! You're a badass. You could be totally be part of our pirate squad." Um, mm-hmm. But you know, of course, no, that never works. Yeah, except I at the end of paper, uh, paper Mario Thousand Year Door. But I, I would have done it. I joined the pirate squad. <laughs> yep. Um, you guys have a lot of fun. You seem to have yeah, a lot of money too. So yeah, you guys are good family. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know that's what makes america great is family it's true um, yeah now you sound like a surf bot <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but uh so yeah, after after this kind of join me or die speech she brings out her her spider mech which um uh kind of is just more mobile and uh where it does is like that she charges at you um and kind of these straight lines and also does like rapid fire mm-hmm and uh, and you circle strafe through it, or I did. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, you don't have to, I guess. Um, I just circle strafed around it and shot it until it died. Yeah. Um, but I still took hits because you know you still take hits. Yep. Um, this introduces a annoying thing about this game to me is mm-hmm. the way that boss fights are constantly in rapid succession. There are yeah. multiple parts where you do, and they don't refill your health mm-hmm. between them automatically. So oftentimes, if you want to, you can go back to your base. But this is before you get fast travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to walk a long way if you want to go get your health refilled. Yeah. And why would I think there's another going to be a third or fourth boss fight? Yeah. After this, like this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They should not have done this. Yeah. Like they, um, they, they do they, it multiple times, like in this game. They really should have um, had the bosses like drop like health health drops that didn't disappear or something like that like just anything to make it so you didn't have to like marathon this because like you know if you're just kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel at the end of the first one then all of a sudden you know this is this is just way too much to do it ends up being too much to do and it hurts pacing Mm -hmm. a lot like this game has kind of like if they're if you think of this game as having like three elements right so if it has like town and character building dungeon delving and then kind of boss battles mm-hmm. um all three of those you spend about the same amount of time doing them but they're always in huge chunks yeah yeah like they do it they the game does a bad job of breaking that stuff up <laughs> i think um, i, I, I kind of want to yeah. make a gantt chart of how much time you spend like on the on the critical path in those because mm-hmm. you're right like none of those lines should be long you should be like going from one to the other to the other and then back up and down again yeah, but yeah. you sometimes you'll go through a dungeon and there won't be a boss fight, mm-hmm. like multiple times. And sometimes you will spend like a long time in the city yeah. kind of upgrading and doing side quests without any mechanical, like you're never, there's no action mm-hmm. to it. And then you just have these long strings of boss fights. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it's just like, it doesn't, it just, it's a weird choice. Yeah. It, it had to be intentional. And it's, um, it's weird because they categorize these as missions. So like, I don't know if they think that they are levels, but like they, 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 they articulate like boss fights. Like these yeah. are boss fights. They're certainly boss fights. Um, so after you fight her spider bot, um, the, you, you're introduced to the news station lady who shows up. Um, she's really happy you're here, and she's going to be kind of an NPC that we can talk to later. Um, you're introduced to the third of four boss fights um, mm-hmm. we're having here, which is the protect the civic buildings 
uh, boss <laughs> fight, which all the times in this game where I have to protect something, I don't like it. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like having an H and I think that's true for all video games. Hmm. Like having an HP meter that it's like something people are attacking something that can't dodge. Like it's always a little bit annoying to me. Yeah. Um this isn't the most annoying of them to me. Like the ship battle and the airship battle are the two that I think are kind of more obnoxious because the consequences to the buildings getting torn down here is just attacks. Like mm-hmm. you just have to pay to build them back up. Yeah. Um but like having to and the buildings are pretty far apart. Mm-hmm. And like you're not like you're just one man. Um, protecting them is difficult. Yeah, uh, I found the, um, uh, the 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 trick to it is to um, focus on the um, red ones because you want to get those out of the way first because they're going after City Hall. That's what ends the mission if it goes down. Okay. But if there are none of those that you need that you need to deal with, um, you need to. Uh, shoot down the flyers that are bringing yeah, more of them they in. They spawn. Yes, yeah. they're they're the ones who are spawning them. And eventually, and... the game will just tell you this. But it's it's really hard to like at least for me, my instincts. If I'm watching a bulldozer just punch a building, mm-hmm. and then there's a thing flying like on the other side of the map, like I'm concentrating on the bulldozer guy. Mm-hmm. But that flying thing is dropping more bulldozers, and I didn't feel like that was very clearly signaled hmm. uh, to me. So I mean, I got through it. It's like I got through this on the first try. It wasn't that annoying. I lost all the side buildings. Yeah, um, but I saved City Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's ultimately not very expensive to build this stuff back. No, up it's either. not. It's, it's yeah. weirdly it's weirdly cheap. <laughs> like <laughs> it is uh, that either. But it just it, it's signaling to me what they're going to start doing. Where they're like, I'm on a ship that's my actual HP, mm-hmm. and I'm limited in my ability to protect it. Hmm. Kind of thing. Like it's not. I'm not dodging. I'm just trying to. Take, take missiles some, when they come in. Yeah, take stuff out before it can hurt you or yeah. just, you, you know, kill them before they can kill you. Yeah, and that's, yeah. I mean, they do this, like I said, later to worse effect in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, here, though, it's kind of signaling that as, as it's going to be a gameplay value of Mega Man Legends. Mm. So... Yeah. And then boss number four of this of this early game rush, like this is the most combat you've seen. Like you could mm-hmm. have before this just run into portal one, skipped all the like snake enemies, gotten that guy out and then run like right smack and dab into this. Four boss fights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Um, is uh, is Bon Bon, who is Tron's little brother, who looks kind of like a like one of the flying shell bots from Mega Man. You know, those uh, like helmet guys with feet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I think he has a face kind of like the weird baby faced uh part of the god hand from Berserk. <laughs> like he's got that he's got like a pucker mouth, right? If I remember right. Let me pull up an image of this guy and refresh yeah. my memory. He's but... he's got a mouth because part of his t- attack is this uh this this uh party blower. Mm, yeah. I don't remember his mouth, his uh his his eye. Um his eyes stick out to me more. Well he's got he's got a little uh pacifier thing in his mouth, but it looked like uh the it's not doesn't look like a pacifier in the mm-hmm. actual art yeah, um, yeah. Just, it could be like just robo lips to me <laughs> but it's supposed to be a pacifier but um this guy is just kind of like a big uh damage soak like a lot of the like a lot of the bosses end up being mm-hmm. um and uh he attacks you with this uh with this party blower and by spamming these homing missiles and this is really where um uh, w- one of the areas and times where i really circle strafed to get away mm. from these because of that if you get hit by one you're going to get hit by all of them so you just have yeah. to like lead those on and then get into a better more advantageous position and that's your fourth boss fight in a row mm-hmm. so you're probably not topped off on health yeah um yeah so the, yeah but eventually you kill him that's how i, I circle strafed as well i'll say when i don't circle strafe <laughs> um yeah you have this cutscene where you're introduced to the bond brother uh tiesel 
mm-hmm. um, who is kind of the more villainous of the two. Yeah. Um, you get the, the sense that Tron would probably just, you know, like mega bust you. Um, <laughs> but, but Teasel actually is the, the one who's keeping his eyes on the prize here. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's in his library and uh, he finds out through, through this news report what's happened that you actually won. <laughs> the look of disbelief on his face. Yeah. 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 And uh, he kind of he kind of monologues about his evil plan, which is to get the ultimate digger mm-hmm. um, to get around you and yeah. kind of bypass you mm-hmm. and to bypass the uh, the like the uh, security on these things, because, yes. you know, these are locked up by the city. So what's the best way to get underground than to just, you know, excavate? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. um, the mayor um, sexily gives you the class B license so you can yep. get into the majority. Class boob. <laughs> She, she gives you some boob. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the police chief comes in and tells you uh, of the aforementioned digging. And so this also unlocks the fast travel as well. Yes. And you head to the weirdly named Closer Forest. <laughs> uh, is that a pun or something? It's such an intentionally and weirdly spelled word. I don't know. So there's some weird translation in this. Um, like, like there is. Maybe, but what's like card on woods? Like where you where you land? What's that supposed to be? Aside from I, a description of what Bolnut has, yeah, all the time, yeah, yeah. like his his card on, yeah, yeah it's because he gets his class his card B, mm-hmm. his class B uh, boob card license gets a card yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't uh, I don't know, but closer and card on like feel like they should be something. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're kind of the stock and trade pseudo almost words that are in a lot of science fiction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you a left toast or a right talk? Yes. <laughs> um, Is that from Zone did, Theory? Or like, what's that? It, no, it, it's a uh, me and Brayton's mutual friend huh. made fun of fantasy universes and saying how they would like everything would be English, but then they would just translate one word that you don't need to translate into its own version <laughs> version. So when you come to a path where you go left toast or right talk, ah, okay, this is joke. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, huh. it's always it's always funny to me with money, where like every word will be exactly the same, except for money has to be like you know uh mega creds or something like that <laughs> or yeah. zenny which is the the, the house yeah. currency of capcom around this time yeah you could just like everything else is translated is the weird thing like it doesn't bother me capcom does it just in uh in sci-fi thing is the weird quirk yeah what is it uh that that image of that anime like fan sub which is like all according to kekaku and then translators note kekaku yeah. means plan yeah <laughs> yep yeah. Oh, anime. <laughs> I did. I, I I hesitated to use that example, but it's so funny. So yeah, it is. It is super funny. Yeah. Um, it, it'd be um, funny if it was anything else too. So yeah. Uh, okay. But, uh, let's uh, let's head on over to Closer Woods. Yeah. Closer Forest and <laughs> fight these uh, servbots. Yes. So the servbots are kind of manning these tanks that are out here trying to uh, fend you off as the digging go, go, goes down. Um, and this is just kind of like a big open air arena. The, yeah. just like it's like a path that they're trying to block you from and it's not uh it is not that hard you destroy the tanks and then the servbots run around you can kick them don't um I, they're terrorists they will blow <laughs> buildings that are habitated with people so don't think that our servbots are good if you find one tear off its arms and legs so it can't escape and make it tell you where the rest are because they are evil now you sound like a now you sound like a servbot <laughs> that's uh. the that is the way that's, what we, that's the only way to negotiate with terrorists um the, uh yeah so i say kick them cole says don't um <laughs> they know. will drop health though so oh okay so definitely kick them you need health <laughs> who knows how many boss fights you're gonna have you know, that's, like it could just keep going 
Yeah, I could just literally be like another until the end game. Um, so you get to this huge like excavation area, or I should mention that this forested area is like this is a place where I think the combat works. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like they're they're kind of turrets. The tanks that you're fighting are kind of on hills, mm-hmm. and they kind of cover each other mm-hmm. um, to where you can't just kind of stay still and fight them. Um, I think that like the combat generally works much better when you're above ground than when you're in hallways. Yeah. Um, so you get to this excavation area where you're fighting another boss fight and it's not very long after the last ones actually, um, (laughs) which is this thing called the moral wolf, which, uh, is like a big giant tank kind of thing. It's Um, it's like a mansion on wheels. Yes. It's a big, big house. (laughs) And, uh, so the first thing you have to do is it moves too quick. So you have to shoot its tank treads as a weak point. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is introducing the weak point philosophy of bosses in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have to get into the hatch, uh, which the serve bots keep coming through. Um, I think this like almost works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frustrating thing is when you fall off of the back platform where the hatch is, it just takes forever to get back up. Oh, wow. Like, you were there's... you were jumping onto the hatch. Oh, yeah. Huh. I was just uh, taking shots at it from the uh, from the high ground. I, I started doing that. And I have your note here where it says, like, it takes too long for it to open between hits. That's why I decided to get right up on it, because I needed to get in more than one bullet hmm. while it was open. Like I needed to jam as many bullets in there as possible. Yeah, it just didn't feel that long to me. Oh, you have it right here where it says it takes too long between the hatch. Like, oh, I thought, that's just, like I like that's what I was. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is that it's too yeah. long. No, yeah, is no, that no. it's like it was. I didn't have enough active time to shoot him if I was mm. shooting from the uh, the cliffs. Yeah, for 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 me, getting up there like right next to it would be wouldn't have solved that problem. Okay. Uh, like it wouldn't have let me get more hits in because they get more aggressive about knocking you off. Yeah, and yeah. I would much rather wait for the hatch to open back up than um, uh, kind of use the controls to <laughs> to navigate back up to the high ground where I could take the, you know, where I could make another jump at it. Yeah, that, that was the, I mean, eventually I figured, because they do get aggressive about getting you off, but you can dodge that. Mm-hmm. Like he just, it, its arms kind of move up and try to knock you off, but you can mm-hmm. jump over it. Mm-hmm. So that ended up being the way to make this work. But the, I probably fell off a couple of times and each time there's one way to get back up, mm-hmm. um, which I like, why not have multiple ways to get back up on the cliff? <laughs> that would have been easy. Um, but so it's, it's fine. Like I think this boss fight's fine. And I didn't circle strafe. So that's, that's, it's one of like two. Um, yeah. And yep. Then... <laughs> yep. Um, and then Teasel gets disconsolate here. Like I really like, I can feel the melancholy when you best him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also I love these, uh, these boardroom scenes because you get to see what all the servbots have on their mugs and you get to see them throw, uh, paper airplanes. And the yeah. music here is just, uh, uh, jaw harp kind of stuff like yeah. boing boing yeah they're they're goofballs yep. yep um yeah so uh so you head back you've you've stopped this threat and the mayor says hey go explore the caves and tunnels and figure out why the reaver bots are reactivating on their own yeah um if there weren't reaver bots before this why isn't everyone like a digger like it's just kind of I, like i i got that because when i got to this line of dialogue i was really confused like i thought reaver bots were just kind of a that's what you do as a digger like they're just hazards um there were but, reaver bots before, like they're like they're down there, but they're getting more active. Is okay. the thing like they're like they're getting more aggressive and just like making it. It, it just it, it it's it's causing concern how how uh, much trouble they're making. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was I was just I was a little bit confused by this where it's like why are they activating and I'm like yeah. what? I it's, thought they're always reaver bots. It's a it's a weird it, it's a it's a really weird kind of like gear shift for them. Mm. You know, like just go, okay, well now, now this is about, now this is about reaver bots when you've been dealing with these pirates all along, like they, you know, and you've seen them, like, you know, that you can take them down in like three hits. So they don't feel like the ultimate threat. They're just kind of like fixtures that are always there. Well, they would be to like Joe shopkeep. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so and she also says you can donate uh, your money to City Restoration, <laughs> um, which is how you uh, ultimately activate side quests surprisingly late in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really surprised by how long I like donated right away because money. I always had a lot of money in this game, mm-hmm. um, but I was surprised by how long it took for them to reopen. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I wasn't checking back in town. It, may, it might be just like you had to check back to town a certain number of times, um, and I didn't between every opportunity I could, I yeah. guess. Um, but it just uh, like the side quest. By the time the side quest opened, I didn't want to do them. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to see the credits. So yeah. yeah, I didn't end up doing them. But I would have done them if they would have opened up a little bit sooner. I don't mm-hmm. mean that as a criticism. I think that could have been just because I wasn't as diligent about exploring as I could have been. Yeah, they uh, usually like it's like one dungeon after you uh, after you donate. Okay. So like when you're like or like with a different refractor that you get, so either the yellow refractor or the red refractor. There's there's well there's at least more than one because there's a a period where they they have like under construction signs. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you leave the you leave the mayor's office and they're still broken. Mm-hmm. You come back and then they're under construction and then you come back again and maybe then yeah. they're they're ready to go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um so yeah, so now you head to the the Carden Woods subgate. <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. And so this is uh, a different um above ground kind of battle. There the, the the wrinkle here is that roll is providing you support by driving in front of you. So you mm-hmm. can use that for cover. Yes. Yep. Which is kind of cool. You know, head back here, like fighting the tanks. Eventually, you get down to this uh, this blue uh, dungeon. Is this the water dungeon as well? Yes. So this has one of the set pieces, mm-hmm. um, which is the area where the water is on the side mm-hmm. and the kind of uh, oh the, the alligator bots. Yeah, the alligators that beach themselves. Mm-hmm. This is the only enemy in the game I like, <laughs> and I think is interesting. So huh. here it is, guys. I think these guys are, are cool, and this I remember this section of the dungeon. Yeah, these like guys are those neat. <laughs> these guys will wreck you too. They're very aggressive and they do a lot of damage. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other kind of like set piece, okay, one of the few actual puzzles you have to solve is uh, as you're looking for kind of the keys to open up the uh, the refractor shields, um, one of them is inside of this rusted chest. And so you have to figure out which of these switches is going oh, to turn yeah. on the uh, the compactor and the and the conveyor belt. And put the, the compactor. Yeah, they put a lot of like the set piece stuff in this one dungeon, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. The, I guess there are, were a couple things in this, but um, yeah, yeah, that was the, the other. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, eventually, you have to flip these uh, three switches to deactivate this energy barrier. Barrier. They only stay flipped for a certain amount of time, so you just have to flip them all quickly <laughs> in rapid succession and make your way through yeah. uh, to lower the shield and grab the refractor. And this is the—I actually like this as a touch, even though it does play into the pacing thing, uh, because Mega Man, Mega Man expects a boss fight, and it switches this little cutscene of him like— expecting a robot to pop out and never happening <laughs> it's, and they, uh, it's 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 staged exactly like the opening where he goes and grabs it he's real tentative and he picks it up and then yep. he looks behind him as he realizes there's no sound mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like this a lot like this, this this little running joke is really cute mm-hmm. so. yeah um and so you're using the items from here that you pick up to get uh kind of this more useful um sub weapon this grenade arm which uh, which works really well and then also leg springs and i forget where this is actually located you actually have to have this to progress so if yeah. you if you miss this there are just jumps that you cannot clear yeah god help you <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, luckily that doesn't yeah. happen. And getting those, like, uh, it's one of those items that uh, um, prompts you if you're wanting to kind of get some stuff earlier to go back to some of these dungeons and uh, go back and jump to places where you couldn't have gotten before and kind of start opening up some of these connections. Yes. And get some yeah. upgrade materials and different different buster things that are going to be very valuable for you in the upcoming Hell mission. Um, yeah. And I, I did a little bit of this. This early on in the game, I did some kind of backtracking. I didn't, I kind of stopped doing that a little bit later when I felt like I didn't need to, mm -hmm. um, just because I was, I was fine. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it is a, uh, it is an option and it works here and is, is really recommended here as well. So let's talk about the, uh, the Lake June subgate and everything that leads up to it. All right. Um, so this this is an area where I think that the actual, when I was talking about how the game does a good job of telling you what you need to do next, um, kind of falls down. Hmm. Um, because you know that the, you know, the pirates are down at sea. Um, so you go to the boat, uh, to the, the boat shop there, which for some reason, Dr. Wiley works there. If he's Dr. <laughs> Wiley and it's not just an Easter egg of a name, I do not know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so he's there and he uh, says, you know, the boat is broken. Um, you need to fix it. They need to have a refractor. Um, you have the thing for that um, to fix it. But the first time you go in and like try to leave through the door, like I, I either maybe I was like not right on it, hmm. but I couldn't leave through the door. Hmm. So I ended up running around like I know I need to go to the boats, but how do I get to the dock to actually fix the thing? Um, because I couldn't leave. And then I don't know if I hit a trigger or if it was like I was just off from the I don't know if this ended up being true for you, but I found that when I go in through a door in this game, I have to be like more or less pretty dead center hmm. on it. So I had a, a frustrating thing here where I wasn't sure what to do, what to do next. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't run into that. It was pretty it was it was it was pretty clear that like, oh, you're gonna call in roll and that's gonna fix it. But yeah, so you you start this boat battle. <laughs> um which which I don't like. No. Um but are, are you are you into this? Is this uh, on your side or no? Oh no no this okay. is th th this is misguided. I think it's done better later. Um, okay. But but this right now, I think that there. So so what's happening is you're on top of this boat and you're trying to get out to this gate that's in the middle of the lake that's kind of at the center of the of of the island and the the pirates are coming after you and firing torpedoes at you. But you also have these uh, these boats and these planes that you are trying to take down. I almost feel like these two different set pieces where you're basically a turret on top of a vehicle are in the wrong order because this requires way too much like pointing around and my pro tip for this and what made this passable for me is turning off locking on and mm. just kind of fiddling with my upgrade with my upgrades and my buster slots to maximize range and energy so that i could always just kind of have like a tracer out and uh, mm. know know what i was hitting yeah maybe really want a uh a crosshair yeah or something that the show because i like i would try to do that you know, do what you, you said with the range and stuff. But the things that are coming at you move pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and, the, and, and you I, have to I, shoot down the two, the torpedoes, too. Yeah, I, I hate that. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the lock-on thing, and this becomes a problem later, but um, your lock-on doesn't lock onto it. It's not enemy-specific. Um, it Lock-on is a toggle you turn on or off. Mm -hmm. And if it's on, you lock on to the thing that's closest to you. No matter what. Uh, no matter what. And... It happens a little bit here. It happens more in the Plain Valley uh, battle. It happens obnoxiously in a boss battle later where um, something will get close enough to you and either here what would happen is that thing would be uh, – the ship would be between me and that thing. Mm -hmm. So my I would automatically just shunt to aiming at something I couldn't hit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it would take my aim away constantly. Yeah. And it does that during all three of these battles I'm talking about. And it just really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it doesn't work. Right. Um, you know, and you're not, it's not, they're not going for you. They're going for this ship, which is like, I don't know, like there's just something about that. Like you have to protect this thing and make sure it doesn't, it's HP doesn't go down. That is frustrating in this game to me. Hmm. Um, I don't, I wish it wasn't there. I wish the ship was like, just let me get like a, you know, uh, on my own little boat mm-hmm. and just have it be my HP, mm-hmm. you know? I'd feel responsible for it. I could heal like there, you know, it's like you can do things with your HP, mm-hmm. but you, the, the whole, the way that this game, uh, you know, you get that, um, the refill unit or whatever it's called. Yeah. Super expensive. Um, it's super expensive, but it works. Like mm-hmm. I, I relied on it a lot <laughs> and you can't do it in these escort missions. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, I don't know. It's su- like super, super obnoxious. And the fact that these escort missions tend to be back to back boss fights or like a set piece and then a boss fight. Yeah. So there's something that's going to drain your your ward's health and then you have to fight a boss that's going to attack your ward as well mm-hmm. um it's just too much like it's just a yeah. like bad design yeah i feel like they just dragged on a little bit too long i think that they were like okay well this is something that looks and feels different than where we were at before so we really need to you know get the most out of it um yeah. without without paying any mind to like the fact that really you're not your 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 shit isn't geared for that not your character, but like the actual way the game runs and plays and feels like, yeah. if, you know, maybe work on your lock on system before you do this or figure out a way to make this feel better. It feels like it's not to me. It felt like it was not leaning into the game's strengths. Right. Like it feels like it's leaning into the game's weaknesses, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I found I found this like this kind of like next stretch has a lot of the the stuff that where I was actively frustrated in it. But yeah, um, after you kind of take out all the threats, the boss fight that this leads into um, is against this uh, Loch Ness monster type thing that was made out of all the boats that they stole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it chases you down this causeway until eventually you get it trapped into a small area. And then the ship circle strafes. Yeah. <laughs> circles around it. Yep. And then it's just a little bit more of the same. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, but this gets you into the uh, the the Lightgeon subgate, which is the water dungeon. That uh, really the only thing that makes it different is uh, um, the fact that some of the enemies are invisible, which I don't dig. No, no, I, I find that really obnoxious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find some more treasure here. Uh, they give you things. Uh, the hover jets, uh, which gives you the cool dash thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that, like, w- you can't use it just yet. Um, <laughs> I find that really fun. Yeah. It reminds me of Zone of the Emders, like when you move around <laughs> on the ground and how cool and, like, skatey and, like, pleasing that was. Um, I really it, like this thing. It looks like he has Heelys on. <laughs> it's, it, it does. It does. It look like it. But it, it's it's... I don't know. Like moving around is that looks like feels really good. I think. Yeah. No, it, it's um, it's pretty good. I wish that you moved just a just a skosh faster. Actually, in general, I wish that every, like most things in this game take place a little bit faster mm-hmm. um, because it's a, it's a very slowly paced game. Yeah. Um, the other thing you get here is the joint plug, which helps you uh, upgrade your weapon. It gives you an extra slot yes. for uh, for parts, which gives you just more options. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is uh, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're introduced to this uh, after you get this uh, this last little piece. We're introduced to the uh, Garudoritan, Garudoritan, yeah, Garudoritan, um, which is a gigantic robot that you can only hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this fight at all. No, 
Um, <laughs> bad, bad boss fights, man. Um, so you just have to jump and, and hit his head. Um, mm-hmm. You can stop and aim, but that's suicide. Yeah, because he, um, uh, he will uh, slide into you like your second base. Yes. Not the yeah, second he... base that Volnet slides into on the rag. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the, 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 that creates the feminist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is a, a, yeah, a bad boss fight. But I just I circle strafed while jumping. Yeah. Um and, and beat him. Yeah, and this is one where I circle strafed as well, just because he yeah. was so aggressive with that yep. uh, with that dive. Yep. Um so uh, you get another boardroom scene. Um they're trying to find what's behind the main gate. Yeah. Um and they want to make sure you're out of the way mm-hmm. before they do so. Yeah. And with this refractor that you get, um you're able to repair the flutter. Um, which you would think, like, hey, let's get away from the island. No, it's not quite ready for that. What this lets you do um, is go 20 feet up in the air so you can get to that gate that uh, that Teasel was trying to dig into before. Yes. And it also makes your base have more loading screens before getting to the part that you want to get to. Right. Which, like, I found kind of annoying. And sometimes when you try to walk into Roll's room, um, you are given a, tr- uh, a view from her perspective. It's like, Mega Man, knock first! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Mega Man is a constant fucking, like, balls to the scrote horn mm-hmm. dick. Peahound, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he can't get enough of that horn dick. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it is, uh, but it bums me out having to, like, it's kind of fun to explore your little base, but oh, I wish yeah. that there was an easier way to get to the R&D room mm-hmm. without going through the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's, you know, that's the place I'm going to end up accessing the most. Yeah. Fortunately, um, you don't really need to use this as your base. Like you can still just call, um, on the walkie talkie. It's really only, uh, active for this next sub gate. And then after that, it's like, yeah, whatever. That is true. Yeah. Um, what sucks here though, is, uh, you, you have to explore and it's nice to explore. Um, but, uh, there's a weapon part that you need to progress that is kind of hidden off in a corner in barrel's room. The one that gets Mm. to the grand grenade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to blow up some wall segments. And uh, I totally got all the way into this ne- into this next dungeon before I realized. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I just happened to have caught it and, mm-hmm. you know, not have that happen. Yeah. But that would have been super frustrating to me. Um, yeah. So you head to the Closer Woods uh, subgate. And uh, there's you, this is kind of introducing this dungeon structure where there's like get the three things or do mm-hmm. the three things before you can continue. Yeah, um, we, so had, we, had a, we had a little bit of that with the with the keys though to to, to unlock yeah. the refractor stuff. Yeah, before. You're, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so this one you need three cards mm-hmm. uh, from a prototype art anthro unit. Um, <laughs> Wait a but minute. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, so so you. Uh, there's a ceiling part you talked about, which mm-hmm. is also, and this is an original, this is something I saw or read about in another critique. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird how little of the dungeon uses the Z-axis. Mm-hmm. Um, and something I didn't, I didn't notice until somebody pointed it, until I read about it. But like, this is one of the very few times where there's like, oh, it's important that one part of the dungeon be on top of another part. Mm-hmm. It might as well have just been one level or <laughs> even side scrolling up until this point. Yeah, you know, like with with, it's 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 not a they don't use the Z access very much. Yeah, except for like very early on before you get the spring, um, to uh, um, kind of keep stuff off off bounds from you. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here here it's like it's it's used it, more directly. Yeah, for like progression. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but there's no real gimmick to this aside from the fact that it feels a little bit more intact and futuristic 
than the previous mm-hmm. ones do. Like, you know, like you get your mission from this uh, kind of central console, right? Yes. And as you're going, Roll asks, hey, what are Reaver bots and are so, we stealing from them? It's like, uh, now? Now? Yeah. Do you ever wonder where these things came from? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, but yeah, I'm, I bet you you're going to make me wonder about it, huh? I guarantee you're going to give me that answer, huh? Um, they don't. Yeah, I mean, they, they really don't, but they, they go somewhere else. I thought it was, I was like, oh, does this, I, even at this point, I felt like it was going to, it was signaling like a big Zeromus esque twist. Mm-hmm. It just ended up being a different big Zeromus esque twist twist than i thought it would be yeah um so you head through there and you uh you fight uh kuramuna bash which are three reaver bots who are wolves mm-hmm. um which i jumped and circle strafed yeah uh, until they were dead how did you take tackle them with your circle strafe adverseness <laughs> um uh by this point i think i had either the machine gun or the uh i had just gotten the um auto um like mm-hmm. the like the missile um the like the auto cannon, and so I'd run from corner to corner, and hit them. Okay. Like, I'd post up, and as they chased, as they chased me, they would run right into my projectiles, and then I would run to the other corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that machine gun, whatever lets you just fire the continuous stream of bullets, is pretty great. <laughs> yeah, when so. you get that thing upgraded, it's a real, uh, it's it's yeah. a real beast. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, these guys, I really don't like their flamethrower mouth. There's something about um enemies that use flame against you. Um, where they're more interested in making the flame look good than making the hurt box or the hit box yeah. on the fr- on the flame actually work. So you, yeah, so you'll think that you're dodging it, but in fact, it's going to just chip away at your health progressively before yeah. you know while you figure it out. I noticed that as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you activate the mainframe and the main gate opens up, mm-hmm. uh, and you fly back, and this is where you get the air attack in yes. the, the air, which is the like smaller version or like the second version of the ship attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but you like this one better. What makes this one better to you? Um, just the fact that everything kind of seems weirdly enough to come at you from about the same plane, like, mm. you know, and, and roughly like a, like a 30 to 45 degree angle above where you're at. There's not as much looking above and below. Um, and also I think it's easier um, to shoot the missiles out of the air than it is to shoot the, uh, than it is to shoot the torpedoes out because the missiles are flying generally directly toward you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier to like hit a line, whereas the torpedoes are moving on a plane um, that is kind of like horizontal, and it's harder to figure out where they're uh, where they're going to be by the time your uh, your blaster gets to it. Mm. Yeah, and so like that's pretty much the only complication in the first part. When you start uh, attacking the you know their 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 main ship, it's really you know kind of a non-issue as you're kind of taking out the. Um, taking out the weak spots, either the cannons or the wings or the underbelly, like that's, I I got I got it all in like one go, um, mm-hmm. you know, for that. And then like Tron's fight, it's a little bit difficult, but like I beat it by the skin of my teeth, and that felt you know just properly balanced for me. So I yeah I mean I ended up beating it on the first try too, but was frustrated because it was you know again because they were attacking my ship rather than me, mm-hmm. um, and because there's no pause between these two. Like the, the set piece part with the, the the smaller things you had to fight, the mothership, and then the uh, uh, Tron fight with the, the Fokker wolf that you can milk. The, um, so the, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was waiting for that. I was like, if you're just going to let that sit, then I had to explain it. And then, no, no, no. no I, was, I, was, I was standing up because my leg was falling asleep, so I had oh, to get gotcha. back to the microphone. <laughs> So I can oh, laugh. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it just like my my ship had like you know like that points. Ben Stiller movie Robert De Niro yeah, exactly. makes someone comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the but like the uh, 
I just my my ship was in such shitty shape mm. after doing this marathon of like set piece slash boss encounters that like I ended up barely winning it too. But I just I couldn't like I couldn't protect it. Mm. You know, like it was just going to take damage. It felt like it was like on a time limit. Mm. You know, as opposed to something I was more actively involved in. It's like a DPS race. Mm. Um, so and it's I think it's really hard to hit the Fokker Wolf. Um, you know, it move it goes by really quick. Like, it's very fast and maneuverable, and you are a Mega Man legend, so you are not maneuverable. Yeah, you move um, like a Kingsfieldman. So, yeah, exactly. So I found this really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But you know. Yeah, but you shoot them down, and the <laughs> the ship spins in, and Teasel's just like, sometimes your best just isn't good enough, and that's life. And this is the yep. moment where you feel sorry for these terrorists. Like, hey, do you think they ejected? Yeah, they're terrorists. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Like, this was really strange to me. Like, I get it because they're kind of fun, but Uh also, like, the concern of, like, we have to check on them and make sure they're okay. Like, they're just trying to murder you, dude. (laughs) They've killed countless people in this city. Countless. But but what if there's a bigger threat that we must unite against later? Ah, but yeah. I guess, I mean, (laughs) there is. Um, A nonsensical threat. Um, Are you, like, just, are are you into the end twist of this game? Like, are uh, you, do you like the, the, the weird Final Fantasy boss that shows up out of nowhere? Eh, it doesn't offend me. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm not like, you know, it, it doesn't make me think like, oh, he is a robot, all that. Like, this, it's badass. Like, it feels yeah. like they're, it feels like they were setting up for some, like, for, for the next game to do what it did. It was a, it was a weird tonal shift. I, I, I you know me, I like weird shit. So it's kind yeah. of like, yeah, well, the game's going to end, so they might as well get their ideas out. I thought it was super stupid. Yeah. But like, I mean, just and just because it came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. wasn't what the rest of the game was about. Like mm-hmm. the rest of the game was about, like it just it does it feels not of a piece. Like mm-hmm. I like weird stuff, but it just it didn't feel like uh, weird stuff from the same game mm-hmm. to me. You know. Yeah. No. And it's, it's it's not even like that that on its own. I wouldn't have liked it, but maybe it was the presentation. Maybe it was the voice actor who uh, the voice actor is kind of fun. Yeah. Like um, I, I kind of dig that. And like if you if. If it's paid off for in the second one, mm-hmm. which like maybe it is, I haven't played the second one. Yeah, I have no idea. Like I've just read like summaries of, okay. of like where it goes, and like uh, we, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the when we get to it, what the actual twist is. Yeah, but um, but but yeah, like I haven't played the second one, so I can't actually say if it pays off. Like it just hints at this bigger cosmology, and I'm always gonna like those things. Yeah, I just I yeah. yeah. Um, um, anywho, uh, where are we at with this stuff? We're at the we main the gate. Fog. We're at the main gate. All right. Yeah, yeah, because um, because we have uh, you know, in the process of going through this, um we went there to activate the uh, the main gate which is this weird pillar-shaped thing through the old part of town. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then we to kick some dogs. Yeah, this sucks. I don't like this. You don't like kicking the dogs? No, no. I just oh, like, like it. Like there there's the, uh, really this area only serves as a as an arena for later on. I'm not sure why I have to run through it and why there are just these dogs that are chasing after me that I can't do yeah. anything about. Not yeah. that I want to kill them and get rid of them forever, but like it just feels so unnecessary. And also I it, don't want to kick a dog. It it is pretty it is pretty silly. Yeah. Um I'm not into the dog kicking either. Um it's just, it also just it felt like just like a health tax thing if you don't mm-hmm. like for when you first don't realize like Nothing in the town attacks you. Why is there mm-hmm. a dog attacking me? Um, yeah, yeah so but this is like the, hit you energy, this yeah. is the factory district. They got they 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 really suffered once the auto industry tanked. But. Yeah, exactly. It's the, this is the the water is is poisonous here yeah. due to that sexy mayor <laughs> and, <laughs> and she and the the criminal thing she did to the water. Um, 
<laughs> I can't tell if that's a callback. It's not a callback. It's a reference to the the Flint, Michigan thing right now. Oh yeah, Did you there know about go. that? Yeah, no, I, that's I excruciating. That. Like, boy, is that yeah, that no, super villainist. Yep. But Mega, I just, Mega I Man Volna would still be on their side. Like, I did. He'd just be like, "Oh, they're okay. I want to make sure that they're okay." Um, <laughs> I just, they're monsters. Yeah, definitely. I just I didn't make that connection for some reason, and I thought that you were talking about the uh, the the P mist that was happening before. Oh no. Yeah. No, P-Mist, P-Mist, I got all the P-Mist into my system. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. But, uh, but, but yeah, uh, you, you, you get through this and you go into uh, the main gate, which is um, a different shade of white on the walls and a pretty cool piece of music, which you're hearing now. Yeah, I like the music here a lot. Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite pieces of music mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, and this is structured. It's like a big spiral staircase down, yes. or a big spiral ramp. Yep. So you you stop and shoot a lot, mm-hmm. like lots of stopping and popping, um, to kind of make your way down here eventually. Um, to uh, what do you do to make the things pop up? Oh, like something makes the the different the dungeon little mini dungeons pop up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you you, hit a or something. you you get all the way to the bottom and you find out that the doors are locked and they're looking for like the sleeper, the dreamer, and the slumber key or mm-hmm. something or the watcher. Um, and uh, when you go back up and you go off down some of these kind of like side, uh, you know diverticula or whatever there's a console that can either uh, you can use to unlock the gate which is locked down eden you need uh approval from eden whoever that is um or you activate the subsidies um yes. and that is the uh the switch that you flip um yes. and there's another mandatory item that you need to get in this past this kind of like hell hallway that is full of dogs and shield uh monsters that has the uh, the blunted drill which becomes the I, drill arm, and that kind of lets you break down the walls between all the dungeons. Yeah, I just started uh, running past enemies at this point. Hmm. And then I knew that I could go back and use the drill arm on things, but decided not to. Because oh. I was cranky because of as how frustrated I found the last like several boss fights. <laughs> and know, stuff. So my crank level is really high at this point in the hmm. playthrough. Yeah. You know, I can't, even, I can't even remember. I don't think it is necessary to progress. I think there's just a nice it's, thing to have. It's not. Okay. Yeah, I never ended up using it on a wall. I don't even know what that animation looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I, a really effective weapon as long as you get people to run into it. You have to get really close, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I ended up equipping it to try it as a weapon because I figured it would probably do a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, these subsidy, subsidy entrances start up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, where There's you're these go black cubes, those. and you arise on the surface in Old Town next to this factory building where, ha-ha, turns out there are, they are alive. They did eject. Yes, um, but they're going to try to kill you uh, mm-hmm. for fun, yeah, for for terrorism reasons. Um, <laughs> Tron is still happy that you're that you're alive, but they still send Bruno, their massive robot, um, against you. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, which, there, there's a, there's a fun scene because Mega Man's happy. Like he goes and hugs Tron. He's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're still alive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they deploy Bruno against you. And the Bruno fight, I also didn't circle strafe. Um, because you have to you have to hit Bruno's uh, head or chest or something like higher up. Mm-hmm. I think the way that this game the game wants you to fight this is to get on top of buildings to fight mm-hmm. him. Um, but I just ended up jumping. Yeah, uh, for the most part. But this is where the worst of the stealing your lock on thing would happen. Hmm. Um, because I would stop and uh, you know, 
start firing at him. And then he shoots, um, he has like one attack more than I want him to have, where he shoots these little like metal balls out of his knees <laughs> that blow up, but they're invincible. So they steal your lock on, um, but you can't do anything about it. So all of it, I'm aiming up. Um, you know, if I, if I have like lock on held out of habit or something like that, um, shooting him, getting damage in, my gun will be shunted down to one of these indestructible metal balls and then mm. I get blown up. Yeah. Um, and I'm not looking at them. I can't really see them coming. Um, so I ended up finding this kind of, you know, mildly frustrating, but at least was, I had to use a different strategy than I had been yeah. using. You know, you know why I'm not having as much trouble with these last boss fights as you are, I think. Because I, you got good? No, no. I turned off, um, I turned off, um, auto lock. Oh, okay. Actually. Um, and what that does, it just gives you free look to shoot. Okay. Yeah. That, that's and, probably and, it. And, and also, um, if you're aiming at something that has a weak point, the, uh, the, the, the projectiles will just kind of naturally gravitate toward it. There's a little bit of auto aim, so you don't necessarily yeah. have to have to be like right on top of them. That could be. Yeah. yeah. Again, like don't put that feature in if it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it doesn't, this is one of the places where it works the least Yeah, is on the Bruno boss fight, mm -hmm. which like the thing, I, I mean, I like that he blows up buildings and stuff. Oh yeah. Like the sense of scale on this boss fight is pretty rad. Mm hmm. Um, I just didn't think it was that fun to fight. Right. So, yeah, there's another post battle conversation where they're like, ah, well, we're going to admit defeat, but <laughs> yeah. we're just going to let him get in there. We're going to swoop in, which they do. Um, yep. the sub cities suck. Yeah. These are dumb. <laughs> I really um, don't like this. It's such a, it, it's such padding too. Yeah. So the idea is just kind of like, oh, this, the, the, these are the cities where people used to live, um, and the entrances were submerged until you activate it and go down. Um, despite the fact, I don't mean to go all uh, the elevator went the wrong way with this. Despite the fact that you're underground, there are still stars in the sky. Yeah, I found that really strange. Yeah, like I think they're they're actually visually kind of neat. Oh yeah, no, like, this looks know, fine. Yeah, like and just in you know again grading on a super curve, like <laughs> in you know in in the dungeon underground areas don't look good in this game. Um, <laughs> These actually look kind of cool, but they're just uh, like arena, like Robotron. Mm -hmm. It's like kill all the things. Yeah, kill all the things and then try to open the door, find out there's one small thing left alive, yes. and then sweep yeah. all the sweep all the streets. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's a boss, which is this train train bot that poops out <laughs> other reaver bots. Yep. Um, you just shoot it yeah. and chase it. and just uh, I just ran away from all the other reaver bots. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I was so done at this point. Like, yeah, my, I, uh, my eye on the prize. Yeah. Super high on the prize, but that gives you all three keys. Um, but tell me about side quests because I didn't do them. <laughs> so I did all of them, um, and they get you some good stuff. Like this is a way to get the best items in the game, um, the uh, the best sidearms, right? Um, and I'll just kind of hit hit them at a high level. Uh, the museum is uh, yeah, the museum is probably one that you started but didn't finish because it is game spanning. Mm -hmm. um, this is the person they have to uh, help her finish her painting yes. uh, by doing that. And then turns out that she is the curator. Um, and anything that you find that can't be turned into a weapon, you can bring to her. And she'll say, like, oh, this must be the eye of a reaver bot. And she's just totally making a guess about it, mm -hmm. like, very obviously, which is a funny little character touch. But eventually, um, when you get all of them to her, she gives you the one of the key pieces that you need to make the shining laser, which is the uh, most powerful weapon in the game. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the uh, Infinity Sword plus one or whatever. Yes, this is um, the, the, like the, this quest is kind of the equivalent of uh, raising chocobos to get knights of the round. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and also, all of these are easy to get, except for the one item that you need to do the uh, the racing mini game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and the Uptown K Talks, the uh, the, uh, the the TV station. Like <laughs> two of the mini games are completely benign, just timing and shooting and stuff like that. The racing one, however, where you're slaloming with your hover skates or whatever, requires so much precision that I went on YouTube to like look and see what the timing was for all the turns mm. to make it. Wow. Yeah. Because That's... like they're like <laughs> uh if you're trying to be precise with those things, there's a lot of technique with the shoulder buttons that will modify the radius of your turns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and you really have to be on point with it. Uh, there's a quest line that you can do to help Jim, the bully, um, uh, uh, rebuild his clubhouse and expand it. And that just means getting a bunch of tools and then finally bringing them bugs and comic books. So they give you uh, some of their junk, which is like buster parts and stuff. Okay. Um, there's a quest that you can do for the hospital where you donate enough money to get a, the, some equipment for a rich or sorry, for a sick girl to be able to walk again. Okay. Not really that much of a quest. It's just pay money to yep. help a person. Super cute. And then uh, uh, two quests that you can do for the police, which are defusing bombs that are set downtown. It's like a hide and seek almost. There, there are two bombs that you can find: one on a rooftop, one in the street. Um, and otherwise, it'll blow up um, the buildings, and they'll be gone forever. Uh, of course, they're they're not functional buildings. It's just sad to see a building um, uh, be blown Get up. Blown up. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a quest to find a man's lost money. The final side quest is uh, one that uh, it's kind of fun. You find out about this robbery. Some people who turn out to be server bots have robbed the bank and the police are chasing them in a circle downtown. And you have to go and uh, kind of destroy this car that they're driving in. And you pick up the money and you can just run away with it. It's 200,000 zenny. Okay, that's the the big uh, big yeah, evil. That's the big take. That horizon, yeah. Yes, and so you can either give that to uh, to, to the police officer for like I think like twenty thousand zenny, like, you know, ten percent mm -hmm. finder sphere or whatever, or just run off with it and upgrade your weapons for the final dungeon, like I did. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Did you turn into like Dark Mega Man at that point? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it looks All okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does it look you know, I kind of like the coloration of regular Mega Man, so that was mm -hmm. a little bit of a bummer, but he was just slightly darker, and it was fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I feel like if, uh, like I, I like I said, it could have just been me not uh, exploring properly to get these to open up. Mm -hmm. You know, because, so something that I want to talk about, as much as I do think that the town stuff is generally successful in this game, mm -hmm. um, the characters in town, like, telling apart the plot-critical ones or the more interesting ones apart from the other ones. Mm -hmm. um, I wish there was a little bit more to differentiate them. Yeah. Because uh, eventually when I stopped doing it was I just got sick of talking to literally everyone in town after yeah. every event. Because mm -hmm. um, it's charming, but everyone, like, they're not, there's not that much charming dialogue. It's not like everyone <laughs> says a joke. There's a lot of people who are just like, oh, there's a gate here. You know, and then so out of like, I would say, you know, maybe 20% of the people have cool, fun things to say. Mm -hmm. And you just had to wade through a lot. So I just got sick of doing it. Yeah. Um, and that probably would have opened this stuff up for me. Yeah. I just kind of talked to whoever was on my path and mm. it ended up working out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I just, I didn't, uh, and also the thing with the buildings, I think I just didn't end up visiting once I got the ability to fast travel, I didn't walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I didn't end up visiting city hall to see the new buildings being rebuilt other than mm. like, so they didn't become buildings I could enter until just about this point. Okay. Um, up until then they were just under construction. Mm. So Okay. 
But who uh, who are the bad guys in all those side quests? Who were uh, robbing banks and blowing up buildings to kill people? Uh, I don't know. The, the was pretty in, it was pretty vague and indistinct. Yeah, it could have been anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't uh, it, it was wasn't ch- 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 yeah children? Yeah, I think it was children. Yeah, I think it was evil servants. Oh no, I think it was evil children with no morals. Yeah, I think it was like a like, clockwork worm situation. Do you know what the the Croatian word is for evil child with no morals? Servatka. Uh, <laughs> that's so dumb <laughs> i'm not calling you dumb i'm calling that thing you said dumb. You can, you it's funny that's fine um let's uh let's put a bullet in this um, like, let's head back to the main gate um because because this this is goddamn bonkers like let's let's just get to the like I don't know. I'm not going to keep saying it. I hate this, uh, but I'll just get that out of the way now of just being like this disconnect. It's just like classic, you know, Final Fantasy-esque, like, here's this thing that has nothing to do with what you've been doing for the entire game, mm-hmm. thematically or gameplay-wise. Let's just throw it in at the end in order to have a climax. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I hate the ending of Mega Man Legends. The actual ending, the credits part, mm-hmm. what happens after this is great. Mm-hmm. But this part, from here on in, I'm angry and, and <laughs> frustrated. So you show up uh, at the bottom of the main gate. You have all three keys that you got from these uh, subsidies. That's why you went there. And mm-hmm. uh, you open this up, and Mega Man has a, has a feeling of deja vu, right? Like mm-hmm. he's been here before. Then all of a sudden, this pink-haired torso man uh, with pile driver <laughs> arms comes down, and he speaks in a very placid voice. And mm-hmm. he's uh, just in a very detached, bureaucratical tone. Um, and you know what? He sounds like Ignignoct from um, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, he is a purifier unit, and he identifies you as Mega Man Trigger, Volnot something or other. Like he rattles off your full serial number. And he assumes that you are here and still active to uh, to kind of purge these carbons, which is what he refers to uh, the living creatures as. Mm-hmm. And uh, he paralyzes you, kind of zaps you, and goes off to go do his mission and kill everybody. Yes, and his plan is to activate this kind of kill satellite, which is going to drop a big pillar full of reaver bots on the center of town and exterminate yes. all of Catalog's Island. Yep. Um, but however, uh, your buddies Teasel and Tron are watching, and they actually free you, so you mm-hmm. can stop you know. So this is where the payoff was for you not uh, putting them in jail, <laughs> um, putting him in like yeah. Guantanamo Volnut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> uh, uh, Here's to you, Teasel and Tron. Um, yeah, so so you pass through these white halls um, and hang towards this thing called uh, the Mother Load because you're mm-hmm. you're hanging towards this boss. Yeah, well, and, uh, <laughs> it's just the, the like you pass by this gigantic refractor that is about five times the size of Mega Man. Yeah, but only the, one half the size of his. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's and that's that's the that's the Mother Load. That's canon. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is a canon. It's, it's love canon. Um, so. Uh, this, this is this thing, this Eden that Juno has activated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get your, your two part fight against Juno, mm-hmm. um, which like this is this is maybe a shock. Like I kind of like I eventually came to kind of like this fight. Yeah, I like it, too. Yeah, I, I didn't think I would. And I think there's some elements of bullshit. Like there are some borderline undodgeable things, especially mm-hmm. in the second phase. Oh, yeah. And um, the, the weird beams from heaven that he can he can drop. <laughs> yeah. I never figured out how to dodge them. And I, I hate undodgeable yeah. attacks. Uh, run forward. OK. Yeah. 
Gotcha. But the the uh, learning the rest of it felt good. Like <laughs> the, the, I was still controlling Mega Man Legend, so it's like mm-hmm. it didn't feel great, but it still was fun to like figure out how to dodge these attacks with this, you know, with no thumbs essentially. Yeah. What's funny is like the I, mean, I circle strafed here, and this feels mm-hmm. a little bit like a Souls fight when when you are first trying to learn it by you know like oh you're you've got your shield up and you're doing the circle dodging around it, and, you know, trying to get to the back like always staying on the move and watching for his patterns and knowing what's going to, uh, what you, you know, like where it's going to come from based on his tells. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that aspect, it does feel like it, like yeah. it's just, I didn't feel like where it became a little bit frustrating, even though I like ended up liking it in the end, um, was just that like when the controls would, when I would feel like I should have dodged something and didn't. Yeah. You no, know, that's never good. That's really yeah. never good. And that was just me wrestling with Mega Man Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is being good. And then the second phase, like I said, it he ups his ups things quite a bit. And mm-hmm. there are a couple of attacks I never figured out how to dodge, which bummed me out. Yeah. But in general, I think this is kind of a good fight. Yeah, yeah. And um, the music is pretty badass here, too. I think it's mm-hmm. actually like a Bach, like fugue kind of piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, his it, like he, he never really yells like he never raises above a whisper. Um, yeah. as he's like calling for it but like he's obviously starting these processes by like calmly invoking them yes yeah <laughs> um, and this is uh quite literally the god in the machine because as he uh um is ready to you know his physical manifestation is about ready to uh deactivate he says ah yes but i've been backed up in the satellite and i've made a hundred copies blah 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 and then in comes your little friend data yeah <laughs> <laughs> he says delete the backup and no here it is turns out uh yes you are uh of the same ilk that Mega Man juno was that's who this person uh that you just killed is um uh like you came from the same mold uh but data uh was your memory unit and that's why you've been saving your game with him and he rattles off the uh the the, the commands and basically says yep no now it's time for us to go and stop the rest of these genocides from happening Yes. <laughs> setting up like a weird, like. So, setting I, up Mega Man Legends 2, based on what I know yeah. about the story. Setting it, yeah, but setting up a thing that like feels so at odds with like the lighthearted goofiness. <laughs> yep. Like, this is from a different game mm-hmm. and like a worse game. It's like the worst parts of like, where if, if, if I could call the kind of charming parts of this earlier the best parts of anime, mm-hmm. this is like the worst parts of anime. Yeah. Like, here. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- th- I found all that annoying and stupid and yeah. it was weird that it was trying to make me care about data but what I do like is that if you're going to have a game that is about this little like town building not building but like town relationships mm-hmm. like giving you your your chance to say goodbye to everybody and having everybody have different dialogue and stuff is one of my favorite things you can do Yes, um, in a game and like whenever that happens like I like it in Fallout 2 I like it in like uh, you know, even though it's, this is a minor version of it, but like the credits in Link to the Past, mm-hmm. where you just check in on everybody. Yeah. Um, I always find this kind of like, this always kind of works on me. Yeah. Um, so I, and it, I had a little bit of whiplash from like all of the, the <laughs> stuff that just happened, but it was like, oh yeah, this is Mega Man Legends. <laughs> like, this is the part of this game I like. Yeah. Like, the, like I just had to take a dip in the part that was stupid. Yeah. And but now I'm back to like, you know, the people who I like. And it was smart of them to end on that, to end on that high note. You know, yeah. to, 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 to leave <laughs> if your last if your last impression of this was data suddenly can talk. Yeah, like who <laughs> gives a goddamn rat's yeah. ass like about this like man, who who could bring it to themselves to care about that? Like, but this, <laughs> you know, they've actually we've because that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we've built up like relationships yeah. with and like we've been dependent on them 
like ludically and emotionally. Like mm-hmm. these are the people that gave us the resources to make these fights. And these are the, he's my mechanic buddy. And these are the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the place, the guy who ran the store by listening to those songs and stuff. <laughs> and I was taking downtime. Like that's really nice. Yeah. You know, it's a really effective like ending. Yeah. Um, and then it continues after you, you do so um, when you get the little like uh, flying away and everyone goes off to wave goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is really, really cute. Yeah. It's like very it's very like, very touching yeah it's also sweet um kind of the post credit stinger uh well, when you <laughs> Cole, you're moving too quick oh uh because we're not going to gloss over the fucking ridiculous song that plays over the credits are we <laughs> the the like a bunch of slap basses got into a fight while every vocal sample plays from the game randomly <laughs> are you really not going to cut in that nonsense i, I, I suppose oh, i can Miss Roll, like it is, it is aggressively dumb. Like it is the worst. Like, are you kidding? I wasn't paying attention to it, Gary. It was the credits. Oh, were you I was making to a, a podcast or something? Uh, yeah, like, like, like I, I knew that there was a post-credit scene, so I had a podcast on. It was like I was dusting my room. Oh man, you got to listen to that song. It is unreasonable. It is like. <laughs> It is just like a bunch of like the actual melody to it. Like I was listening to it and trying to like find the the chords or what it would be. And you can find it. But it is like like multiple slap basses uh, playing six, like changing notes constantly. Like there's no two notes repeated. And then just random, just like, welcome to my junk shop. You know, <laughs> just like all of the vocal samples put in non-rhythmically, like yeah. arrhythmically over a slap bass. Yeah. The junk shop is what Volnut calls as underpants. It's true. That's where you get the junk. <laughs> Entertronclub.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, now we get the post-credit scene. Mm-hmm. But you, you should seriously listen to that and cut it in. <laughs> I will. It's, it's unreasonable. Been, it's been playing okay. underneath all of this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, give it a little highlight time so people oh, yeah, can listen to the vocal samples without us. Because <laughs> it's unreasonable. Un-goddamn reasonable. <laughs> Six times you, you've used that word. I know, but it's, it's an unreasonable game. Seven. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now there's the now say the post credit sequence. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they are uh, so, so the bonds are in this rickety little boat, and they're dragging this huge refractor behind. They have accomplished what they have set out to do: getting the treasure from inside the main gate that you just left behind because you were saving the world. Um, and they're wondering, like, oh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> but we've got enough money now to do whatever we need to. And as they kind of just sail off into the sunset, uh, they've got Bon uh, being dragged in a tube behind them. And he lets out a resounding baboo, which is the only word he can say. And then scene. Because he's a baby. Yes. And that ends up being Mega Man Legends. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my opinion on this is pretty clear, I think. I'm generally in favor of it. Um, I recognize that there are tons of impediments to really being able to fully enjoy it. 
Um, but I think that if you work through that, you can get to kind of the one third of this game that is that that, that is a win. Um, and really, it's just down to you to decide if you have room enough for that in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff that's strong is really cool really strong and it ends up being like a basis like i was talking slack and someone's like treat it like a hangout game mm -hmm. and i'm like it does work on that level you know like it you, you get to go uh you know just go in and hang out with people in a town yeah. check out this town it, uh, like it reminds me i was like as i was playing this and thinking you know because I, I know that I, I knew that you were not enjoying it i was thinking i wonder like if this is anything close to like Steambot Chronicles, I know that that's probably more mechanically satisfying, but like the, the terms that you talk about that game in remind yeah. me of, of what this game does really well. I think that this is probably, or not, I mean, I'm 100% sure that this is an influence on that mm -hmm. game, um, which I remember liking. If I, who knows if I revisited it, but I remember liking that game a lot. And mm -hmm. the difference for me um, is one, like it just being mechanically, like it being a newer game. So it's mm -hmm. like feels better to control. Um, <laughs> but it's also like, more complicated there are more systems in the side shit mm -hmm. so like steambot chronicles is about like uh if you don't want to do the quest it's not you don't just go talk to people like you go form a band or you play the stock market or you trade antiques or you do these like things mm -hmm. and they're kind of satisfying mini games mini games in and of themselves yeah. um whereas this like i like the hangout part there wasn't enough to like i still i spent about a third of my time on it it wasn't like a shenmue or something i didn't spend most of my time on it and i just didn't like the other stuff enough to like mm -hmm. like i i had like i had zero fun with some of the other stuff not yeah. all of it mm -hmm. but like some of it like is just and and some of it i feel like is really like i think the dungeon parts are really ugly mm -hmm. like just really unpleasant to look at yeah um, I and, and like a, I, you know and the character like the characters you're looking at are fine even the robots which i think are kind of generic designs like mm -hmm. are still look fine mm -hmm. but the environments are so yeah so bland i don't know like, um, like maybe it didn't stick out to me because like when i look at it i see wireframe yeah <laughs> if that makes any sense there's nothing there so all i can think about is like the navigation and it was satisfying it was you know i i can still remember how how, how tremendous it felt to understand that it all linked together like yeah. that and even seeing it now having you know played through a bunch of games that do that really well i still feel like that is an amazing touch for them to do here it didn't add up to anything for me hmm. like it didn't like i i found that realization like i got that realization but to to what end like it's still a boring place where non-cool things happen hmm. so like yes it links together but it's like it's not a cool thing that links together it's not fun for me to traverse it you know, or to explore it. So, yeah. like, I, I was really excited by actually going in there and like finding new stuff too. Like that, like that. That's that's what made it good for me. Because like new, when you say new stuff, what do you do? You mean like new upgrades? Yeah, stuff? like new upgrades, new um, new new uh, parts for different weapons and things like that. Usually, when you had a new a new item that would let you kind of bridge the gap between two different dungeons, um, you would get access to kind of different things and would really reward you for going back and going through it again and like making that connection with stuff that would make the gameplay you know go smoother and better for you yeah like the, the like the reward structure like the the other part of this that i'll say work uh, works other than the town part is the mm -hmm. like character build mm -hmm. stuff is cool like the character upgrade system is satisfying like it's a good arc um it it was weirdly like like that part i enjoyed but it still felt disconnected from what i was doing like in that like when i was mentioning before about how your money isn't tied to like more difficult uh, higher rewards are not tied to more difficult play, you know? So it wasn't like I got to a hard part of a dungeon. It was like, I was more thorough. Hmm. 
you know, to get to get things. And like the way that the dungeons work and the way this combat works, like the levels with a very with only a couple of set pieces, like weren't designed to create like interesting combat situations or anything. Like there wasn't like this is a cool set piece where I have to like tackle this problem differently. Mm-hmm. You know, so like just the the meat of it, like the the gray, the the mushy matter that I had to push through to get mm-hmm. to those parts, that like that's like exploring to get new stuff. Like I get that as a a cool thing, mm-hmm. um, and to get to like more of the uh, you know the hangout part, um, it just like wasn't there. Just wasn't anything there. Yeah, like it barely feels designed. Like these these dungeons don't feel like they're. Like they feel like um again that thing I read and I, I wish I could remember it so I could properly credit it, but it feels like the Windows maze, hmm. the Windows screensaver maze to me. Yeah, you know, um, there's no, there's not like thought put into it. Yeah, and it, it's that just it just bums me out. And then I'm also much more lukewarm on like the story stuff. Like I thought the characters were charming, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get invested in this world. Like this thing with the Eden and Mega Man. You know. Yeah, that's only this, like twenty minutes of the game. <laughs> no, I I, I know. Yeah. But even even like the 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 fun like pirate adventures they were having, which mm-hmm. is like I was charmed by, but I couldn't like the sense of stakes wasn't there. Yeah. Um. In in a way for me, so it's 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 not like it wasn't joyless. Like it's it's not like you know it it doesn't feel as egregious as like even though like I think nine 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 is a better game. Um. Even though I like I had a lot of problems with nine nine nine, I think it's really poorly written. It doesn't like it's not as like wet cardboardy mm-hmm. in its in its failures. Like the things this doesn't work for, it just feels like a thousand other. 3d platformers from this vintage hmm. 3d action games that don't yeah. really work i don't know like i i still feel like this holds up better than a lot of 3d stuff um from this from this time period stuff that isn't obviously like oh this the, this was the template that they worked yeah. on like this is you know no mega or no uh no mario 64 or whatever yeah. i i just i i feel like this has actually aged better uh better than it has any right to have i i didn't i couldn't i can't go with you on that yeah like it didn't. It didn't feel like it. one of the things that was interesting about it is how I was feeling. Uh, Capcom is a company that I associate. Uh, you know, when you think about major Capcom pra- franchises, um, you know, you and I are both big fans of Resident Evil, and like in Resident Evil and early Resident Evil games, Capcom strikes me as a company that can use shitty controls to a purpose, mm-hmm. and this doesn't feel like that. Like whereas Resident Evil, like it being stiff and garbagey to move around is part of the point hmm. here. Like I kept feeling like it wanted me, like the graphics were communicating and the sound, everything was communicating like a very joyous and free experience hmm. that I never felt like I never felt like I could get around or move around with the kind of precision and like kind of fun sense of fun mm-hmm. in movement. It makes me curious about Mega Man legends too. Honestly, yeah. because I and because people I, told me it's different. Yeah, or it's yeah. better rather. Yeah, and I just I just kind of think that if they if they could have solved, you know, the can we make this feel better to play? Um, mm-hmm. By the time they they, they put this out, um, that would have been to everybody's benefit. It would have helped a lot. Like it would have made this like if 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 at this point like I like I don't think this is a very like a very good game. Um, the things that. That would have that would have bumped it up to that though. Like mm-hmm. there still would have been weird problems. Like there's still like never ending boss fights. Like mm-hmm. there's still a lot of pacing problems and other yeah. issues with it. But like just feeling if you're gonna have like an action game, like mm-hmm. number first feel fun to move around. Mm-hmm. You know, and like this just doesn't nail that thing that I feel like is super fundamental to like this type of game. Like mm-hmm. it's the most important thing. Yeah. About this type of game. The side uh, stuff, some of the side stuff it's really successful at. Yeah. But yeah. I also want to go back and see like what else was coming out around this time too, because ninety eight is still I mean, that's one of the biggest years in gaming, but still it's you know not not necessarily a time that I associate with really good three D on on consoles. Yeah, either. me either. Yeah. Yeah. 
So. Either like I'm, I'm like I recognize it as like I said at the beginning. No, of the episode, and I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not even like calling you out and saying like, well, you have to remember where it was in this time. I just like I just want to go back and 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 figure and out what that compares. context actually is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious too. Um, I just yeah. I can't. Uh, if that ends up being the case, then I still feel like. You know, it was still an active choice to make it, to do it in this in this fashion to make it 3D and and for what it wanted to like when you when you we've been talking about this a lot on the slack too where it's like you know the metrics by which you judge art where like part of what you're doing is being sympathetic to what the creator was going for and judging how successful something was Mm -hmm. you know as opposed to just like how how good quote unquote it is and like it doesn't like if that's the case and they didn't have the ability to do this right i wonder why they did it Mm. you know like even if it compares favorably it still doesn't feel very good you know, like it could have felt like the best of all possible worlds, but the best of all possible 3D action games at the time might have capped out at like a C plus on things. And it just like just figure that stuff out. Like, you know, yeah. and it's just, know. like in, in a the, world the, they also need to like go yeah. to bat, though. They like they still need to like put these out and learn like they can't yeah. they, they, like you can't just keep this in R&D forever until it feels perfect. No, but you could. I mean, I feel like I could have used a little bit more time in the oven than maybe yeah. Yeah. like and, and taken taken a few more you know mario 64 cues or what have you like games that that like could do this you don't have to shoot in mario 64 like i feel like shooting is a big thing about you know mega man (laughs) yeah i mean that is a big thing about mega man but i don't think they care about big things about mega man (laughs) i suppose but i mean like what (laughs) i'm just i'm just kind of like trying to reconcile that with the game that you want yeah you know they couldn't do this without shooting like so it would have been yeah. It couldn't have been like Mario 64, but having some of the kind of freedom of movement of that would have helped a lot. Yeah. I think. I don't know. It felt really good to play for me. Like it was like uh it was it was like a an 8-hour long uh Saturday morning cartoon. Well, I I should say that too is that it is so short and so slight that like yeah. the good things like I'm not sad I played it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's so easy to get into you. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. Mega Man Volnet himself. And like <laughs> the uh it, it's just like it's so easy to to digest, even though I was frustrated and I couldn't like turn off the part of my brain that was like, this should feel better, mm-hmm. or these dungeons should be better designed, or this should look better. Yeah. You know? Um, especially and uh, like I, I love Capcom. Like Capcom does a lot of, like we talked about Resident Evil, but like these are some of my favorite franchises, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Mega Man, those games are so tight and good. Yeah. And Resident Evil is so good. <laughs> um yeah, I just I can't I can't go down this this rabbit hole with you, but I'm glad that we played it at least at the very least, you know, because I know it's important to you, and uh, and I'm glad that we played it because uh, I'm glad it got a chance to revisit it because mm-hmm. um, even though it wasn't a huge game for me as a child, like I did play it and always kind of meant to go back to it. Yeah. So I'm really worried about Soul Reaver, <laughs> um, like that it's going to be like a I'm going to feel the same way and it's just going to be like yeah the people chose. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know I'm, ha- I'm happy to to go along with it. I just, uh, and and even you know, even games that I don't end up like liking playing at the time, it's still, you know, fun to record about and it's still enriching to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's another game I have, va- you know, I have positive memories of. Yeah. But it's just I feel like possibly, and maybe not, but possibly from that weird kind of transitional, like a transitional stage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. Yeah, sorry. I mean, sorry. I'm not trying to take a big dump on your thing. Like, <laughs> no, it's just uh, I. I don't know. I, I. I feel like I don't really have any way to refute that. Like in a way that feels that feels you know uh, kind of comprehensive. Like I can't disagree with the bad things you're saying about it. You know, yeah. like I just am. I don't know. I don't even know what kind of approach I'm taking to it. I just didn't have the problems with it that you had, and I was looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm part of game feel is super subjective. 
you know, like, yeah. so just like something feeling good in your hands yeah. is such a, you know. Yeah. If like for me, a, the, like the, the learning curve was like 30 minutes. Like by the yeah. time, by the time I was like running around downtown and like dodging cars, I pretty much had it. And I was jumping around and it really, it really unlocked for me. So like, you know, I, you know, you don't have to feel bad for like, you're not taking a dump on a thing that I like. I just, I don't feel like I'm doing a very good job of defending it. A, because games don't need really uh, a, a defense as we've said. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I don't know that I, I don't know that I can meet you on your terms with it, you know? <laughs> I wonder how much of that, and I'm not trying to say it's just this, like this, I'm not saying this in a reductive sense, but how much of that is the fact that like you played it a lot when you were a kid and like I played it a little bit when I was I've like had, a young adult. I've had problems going back to games that I played a lot when I was a kid. Like I'll remember where to go and what to do, but like matters of game feel that, you know, it's not like riding a bike. Yeah. You know, not for me, you know, at least in, in, in my experience. So, you know, I, I really don't want to, I don't want to hide behind that or have it, you know, be like, oh, you're, you're, you're being soft on this because well, of, right. of, you know, of the, of the yeah. stuff here, you know, like, I, I really don't, I really don't think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it comes down to like, there are certain, like, it, it also could just literally be, uh, one of those things where just people have different tolerances for different things. Yeah. And, and like, also like I kind of grew like I, I, I played a lot of these kind of games like from, I, from, you know, gonna... from, from this era, like in our, in our conversations in the past, like this is a time when you really kind of cooled off, uh, you know, on, yeah, on stuff sure. that wasn't just kind of like JRPGs. Whereas I was actively seeking stuff out that was in, you know, the like, like 3d, like I won't go as far as to say as like, Oh, what the SNES was to you, the PSX was to me. No, like the, the SNES was still that. I think that I just continued going into this and can buy into it more and can kind of like, look over you know this awkward stuff as a whole while still seeing that like yeah this was a super weird time for games where they were doing really interesting stuff yeah yeah and part of it because you brought up in the very beginning of the episode you're talking about the uh combat scheme of fallout 2 which like i spent a lot of time playing games that are like are like that mm -hmm. you know like that kind of isometric like move your action figures around mm -hmm. Um, control scheme feels very natural to me. Yeah. But I can understand why it wouldn't to somebody else. Yeah. And I wasn't you know? even like using that as like an example for me. I just know that like we get frustrated when, when somebody says I couldn't get into Fallout 2 because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You know, I'm, and I'm not making an apples to apples comparison because, you know, Fallout 2 is more mechanically sound than this. Like the, the they, <laughs> they're using a more mature model that's based on like tabletop stuff and it's, you know, implemented fairly you know, f you know, it's, it's implemented really well. They're not being as ambitious as this is from a technical standpoint, and they're not trying to solve new problems with it. Yeah. But it's, I, I feel that there, there, there's enough similarity between those comparisons for there to be, you know, for it to be analogous to where yeah. it's like, man, I'm so like, it, maybe it comes from the fact, like I'm bummed that you were so frustrated by this because I, you know, I want you to have as much fun with this as I did. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I, mean, I, I get that. Like it comes comes from that place. And the things I think that a lot of the things that you would think are the strongest parts of this game, I would agree. Yeah. And also liked. Like I like the town stuff. I like the chill stuff. I mm -hmm. like the the customizing my my unit, um, so to speak. Yeah. Um, those things I I, I liked. Mm -hmm. You know, like I thought were cool. Um, and th there's a part of me and like this is probably not a good habit. And this came up in the last bonfire side chat we recorded too. But like, mm -hmm. it's hard for me not to get the like what might have been. Mm -hmm. uh mindset out, out of you know get that out, out get those yayas out mm -hmm. where like something will will come up and i'm just like boy like i just i would like this more if it was like this and i i know mm -hmm. it's not like this 
well, yeah, and it can't be like this. But I just wish it was because that would have made a big difference. We, we call you know? we like we we're, we do a good job of calling ourselves out on that though when we do that, yeah. like Monday morning quarterbacking on this kind of and, stuff. And like part of my criticism of Mega Man Legends comes from that place where it's like this is so close to being something that I would really really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it's it comes from a place of that frustration rather mm-hmm. than just like the you know the angry diarrhea nerd mm-hmm. like just taking a big buffalo dump on something that he thinks is bad. Like it's yeah. not that. It's like man, this is does a lot of neat things, and I like yeah. I, I didn't go into it not wanting to like it. Mm-hmm. Like I came into it wanting to to really like it. I just. Man, you it's know. it's hard to look at a, at a at a B grade and not recognize like man, it would you if only I'd done X Y and Z or they had done yeah. X Y and Z it would have been it would have been an A like you know just we want more cool stuff in the world right yeah that like that at least when I do that kind of stuff that's where it comes from and it also comes from um, a very hubri- hubristic idea of like my competence or um, underestimating how hard it is to actually do that stuff that I'm saying oh, totally. like, oh just like uh, just uh, just a button okay well that, yeah totally <laughs> and that, that's why like when I was thinking about I tried to measure like at never point where I was just like man I wish they had just like totally fixed it like when I was talking about the Mega Man stuff like mm-hmm. I thought about what Mega Man stuffy stuff they could add to make it feel more Mega Man-y Mm-hmm. That didn't feel like it would be hard to me, but maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't make games. Um, it is just uh, uh, when you, yeah, it just doesn't like to me. To me, that ended up being a problem. But I can understand if it's not. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is just, just go, like go, go back and listen to the episode and ring a bell every time I say, "Wow, that just wasn't a problem for me." Yeah, yeah. totally. And that's probably going to be the experience of people listening to. So I also wonder, and this is not, I'm not trying to take any, when I say I, I also wonder if it's this, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to reduce anything to this, mm-hmm. like it could be, but I wonder if part of it is age of like where, when you, you know, when you were talking about how the, you know, the PSX was not your, mm-hmm. your, your SNES, but like it was closer to, like it was during a period in which you were maybe uh, into gaming in a different way yeah than i was you know so like there's probably and that's probably I mean, true of a lot of people who have affection that's what i was that's what i was trying to say like it's weird for me when somebody starts talking about the n64 with the same yeah, tones the, uh, yeah. of like that you know like and i don't know like it's i don't i don't want to you know <laughs> claim age as an excuse or try to try to explain anybody else's behavior from that but like that's a little bit the point that i was trying to say like you might have been on your way out or just at a different point in your life and engaging with it in a different way you know at that point you know you you would have been leaving the playstation at the time that i was coming into it and yeah you know we don't have that much of a difference between our ages we're like five years apart yeah, well, one, one of the things that, that this, uh, when I think about why they made this game this way, and uh, is that it does have, and this is not a dismissive thing because I like games that are, are aimed this, but it's aimed for like a younger audience, mm-hmm. it feels like. And that's probably part of it too, where like a lot of the people who are really, really into this game and like the most fervent defenders probably like were of the age it was aimed at mm-hmm. when it came out. And, and that makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean it's bad. Like, you know, I love Paper Mario. I don't dismiss games for being for like kids. That's not a, a negative in my book. Yeah. But like some of the things about uh like how the pacing and how like chill it is and how non complicated, you know, mm-hmm. it is, uh some of those things like probably are like things that are aimed at a younger audience set. Mm-hmm. Um and that could have been part of why they made this, you know, some of the uh, Mega Man kind of 
you know, hallmarks might have been a little too complicated or like they didn't want to enforce <laughs> let's, that. Let's, you know? let's not, I mean, let's not uh, raise up how complicated Mega Man hallmarks were. Mega Man's very complicated. The, <laughs> I, just, um, I just, I don't, I don't want people to like come away from no, this with you. Like, I'm not saying people would be too dumb to get it, but yeah. like if you wanted to make a game that was about like, if you, if the thought maybe was that if you added this paper, rock, scissors element or this nonlinearity to but, the, but the I understood that stuff, when I was like, when I was playing Mega Man two, when I was five, but you wouldn't necessarily understand it plus an, an open interconnected world plus like a 3d shooting engine. If, if I'd come to it from <laughs> like, if I, if I'd come to it from the previous Mega Man people, like the, the people who, who they were aiming this at were probably also playing those games that I was playing. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I wonder, I wonder about that. I wonder if this wasn't like trying to get new, new people into Mega Man. Yeah. Cause it, it just, it doesn't do very much to get old Mega Man people in. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it does, like ultimately, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, <laughs> None of this does. We will all die yeah. one day. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take anyone's joy away if I could. What do we do next time? Well, next time we are doing Sanitarium. This is a PC adventure game that you can get off of Jodge or Good Old Games, however you'd like to pronounce that. Um, it's about like 10 bucks or so. It's also available on mobile for like iOS and Android. Uh, I would recommend playing it on uh, the PC because from what I've seen, the interface on mobile is a little bit of a, a little bit of crapshoot. Cool. Have you started playing this yet? No, I have not. Um, I forgot how amazingly awesomely bad the main voice actor is hmm. in a game that has like generally pretty good voice acting in it. Mm -hmm. And I remember having good voice acting in it. The main character has a really bad case of like uh nonplussed dude. Oh yeah. Voice. Got silent like hill the, protagonist syndrome. It's really, yeah. The very first scene, like you open in a, in a, uh, like, in a, a, yeah, like a sick bay. Yeah. Um, this is an, and there's a guy who's kind of like banging his head against the wall. And when you click on him, your main character goes, diagnosis, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, I, I mean, I, I love this game. I, I like this game a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But I forgot how awesomely bad that voice acting is. I can get diagnosis, in for some bad voice acting. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> um, after that, we are doing our poll winner, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, that is Soul Reaver. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the game. Of, if you like Reaving Souls, you will <laughs> like this game. Yeah. Uh, Number two in the Legacy of Cain uh, nonology or whatever it is now. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, but yeah, that is available on the PSN Classics for mm -hmm. your uh, like uh, PlayStation Portable systems or for PS3. Unfortunately, no PlayStation 4, uh, but also it's available on Steam. And apparently the definitive version of this is on the Dreamcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's a, that's a version I'm going to play. Mm -hmm. um, I've got it in multiple different ways and I've got a Dreamcast. So that'll be fun. And um, that's also the way I originally played it. Hmm. Me too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, have we announced what's after that? Uh, no, we have not. Uh, but it is going to be our spring special. Indeed. Yeah. Spring special. Spring, and spring that special. And then is on interactive fiction. Yes. Yes. So we still need to work out which titles uh, we want to do. I think, uh, Gary, if we both brought two to it, mm -hmm. that might be reasonable. These these are generally short experiences. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, about the the medium in general it'll by no mm -hmm. it'll be a 101 like anytime we do a, a special episode mm -hmm. um so don't expect a comprehensive guide but uh yeah we're gonna talk about our history with the genre and kind of uh what it's like and those four games kind of book report style yeah, yeah. so um as we get closer um we'll uh, we'll make those decisions and make those announcements 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we have our next two things planned. I think. Uh, our next three things. Next three things. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and they're all good. So yeah. excited about that. Um, if you like this show and want to, you know, you want to hear that stuff and you want to help us make it, um, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv and kick us a little bit of money per month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a cool, uh, very demonstrable way to give back. Yes, um, that makes huge differences. We are getting some new gear here at the beginning of the year, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that we're only able to do that uh, because of your um, generosity. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, we, we, people have been doing really well with the ratings and reviews on iTunes lately, um, and we really appreciate that. I know we mm-hmm. say it in pretty much every episode, but I cannot um, stress enough how much of a difference that does make. Um, uh, you know, if you're willing to tolerate iTunes, which I understand if you're not, um, the other thing, this is a new development. We have a PO box now. So if you want to send stuff, uh, like a, uh, card or a postcard or a letter, things like that, that can go to, uh, uh, duckfeed.tv or Cole Ross at PO box two, seven, one, zero five Cincinnati, Ohio, four, five, two, two, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, send us and, some uh, If you send stuff for anybody else, I will forward it post-haste. Indeed. Um, yeah, so yeah, send us some mail. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also uh, talk about the show on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, blog it. Mm-hmm. Things like that are all very helpful. Um, but other than that, uh, what else should they do, Cole? Um, they should watch out for Juno. Indeed, watch out for Juno. It's going to come out of goddamn nowhere. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Also, watch out for uh, Volnut. This message cannot be translated. It was junk mail. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Let me. Phone is vibrating. All right. Just constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Turn that off. All right. Okay. <clears throat>